Alright, here we are. This is episode eighty-four. Four, right? Four. Yay. Yay. And here we are. We're in the, we're in the V Twin Cafe. I am Ted. Wrong way. Your host. <laughs> and I'm here with uh, Tim Buck Two. Our, uh, yeah. That helps. Yeah, I know. After you know what? Because my the sounds aren't working, you're not going to hear them. So that's what we're going to say. I, you know, I don't know. He's not going to hear the sounds anymore. I'm sorry. And of course, we're here with Chris the Joker, of course. And we have a guest on the line with us, and, and, and this is Dave Ackerman from Tobacco Motorware. Hi, Sweet. Dave. Hello, Dave. What up, Dave? Hey, everybody. Hey, motorcycle man. Good. You got, now you got to listen to us. Thank you for joining us on the line. Um, we're we're going to do our usual thing, and then we're going to you know we're going to call on you. We're going to ask you some silly questions. And hopefully you'll have some sure. silly answers for us. All right. Now you, you, you you're it. you're out in California right now, right? That's right. How's the weather? L.A. Beautiful. <laughs> well, screw you. We hate you. <laughs> I, was, I was riding today and um, shut up. I, I went out. Yeah, we'll we'll get into all that. <laughs> it's it's been it's been raining all day for the past two days. Yes. It's been raining here. Yeah, about two and a half days now. So well, welcome that to must New. Suck. Yeah, yeah, a little it's bit. cold. Just a little bit. Uh, you know, our, our nipples are sticking out, so it's a little, it's a little chilly. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't reached fifty. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so how's things been, guys? You guys been riding? Yes, I rode one day because I had no choice. Ooh. What do you mean you had no choice? Because we were car down, so I. Had You're to a car down. I don't know. I saw your truck and well, the other car. We were at the, that day. At that day, you were a car yes. down. Oh, okay. So yeah, choice. Car I broke down. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice Damn to kids. Get on, nice to get on the bike. Oh yeah. Though. And that, and that was a nice day, though. One no, mile. It, rained. it was rain, on and off rainy. It was like little drizzles here and yeah. there. Yeah, I rode for a little bit that day, and then I just gave it up because it was just. Uh, I rode home, and then then it started raining again. So I guess well, you know what? You know, with the one mile commute, leave my commute out of this. Know. <laughs> How long is your commute to work, Dave? Um, uh, well, it depends on what you call work but um, uh, <laughs> well you know you leave your house you go someplace you do it for a little while then you go home yeah i mean it, it depends in la we can lane split or lane filter right between the cars which yeah. the, the traffic here is just insane and to, so to save my sanity um you know I, I prefer to commute on motorcycle anytime i am going somewhere and mm-hmm. usually it's it's like half the time i'd spend in a car so i'm looking at like 30, 40 minutes on a bike when I'm, you know, oh, but that's oh, to go. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's not bad. It's 20 not a, miles. No, that's not a bad thing. No, it's not bad. You know. In but, a car, it's twice that, and that's just too much. Well, I hear you. Yeah, but, but Chris, you rode. You said you, you did ride a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little ride. I was doing some riding uh, local, but uh, like I said, it kept on raining. Every time I, I swear to God, <laughs> I got on the bike. Get on the bike. It, it was rains. dry. I yeah. got on the bike. It started raining. <laughs> I, I went and so stopped it's your and got fault a, yeah is it yeah i went and stopped and got a coffee as i always do take a ride to the coffee shop i get off the bike it stops raining it's not really a coffee shop i finished the it? coffee it's... and then i get back on the bike and it starts raining <laughs> <laughs> i don't know can you classify a quick check as a coffee shop yes absolutely <laughs> uh hey, dave can you hear our sound effects 
Um, I, if you've played any, I haven't heard them yet. Okay. Well, we're sparing you. You're lucky then. A lot of people don't like them, but that's all right. Um, that's a shame. You'll hear it. When you listen back to it, you'll hear it though. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I didn't get out. I got out once. Um, because you know the temp- twenty seven miles, what, like twenty seven miles or something like that. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, a, you, was a nice you advertise. You let everybody I in the did. world. I did. I let everyone. Well, that's doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's Rever doing that. Yeah, Rever does that. You know, but it was it was a nice ride. It start. I went actually west first because I live near the near the near the ocean. And you know, when you go west, you get gets, warmer weather down there. It's a, well, wait, hold it. No, I went west yeah. and it was in the sixties. And then when I went back and I was riding along the ocean, it was in the upper forties. So it was a bit nipply, just a, just a little <laughs> it's bit. Too cold for me. But you know, it, at least I got out. I got the ride. But that was it. That's all I managed to do in two freaking weeks. I got out once, you know. But it's been we only had what, one day in the seventies. What the sixties? Upper sixties, seventies. It never hit seventy. And it then it's then, it's then it's been in the forties ever since. Tomorrow's supposed to hit fifty nine, sixty. Wow, Dave, yeah. have you ever seen the forties? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm 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 not from LA, so I'm I'm from Utah. So oh really? I've been, oh, I've done some cold weather riding. Yeah. Oh yeah. When you when you say cold weather riding, do you mean like below seventy? Winter, Winter riding. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we we got our fair share I, of that here. We we try not to though. And, and more though, I'm a sissy. You know, California spoiled me. Now you're right. If it gets if it gets below. 70 it is kind of like yeah. uh, below know. 70 for you for us it's below 50 <laughs> yeah i know it's crazy how your, your body just well just grows somebody called yeah somebody called the wambulance yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't have the sound effects going on, that's all. but uh yeah that's about it it hasn't really been much in the way of riding around here so now tim to go go. We're going to go back to your little hydrographics thing. Have you? Well, the weather's been cold, so you haven't right. been doing anything. No, I can't Did you put another coat on that? No, I don't need to. I think I'm done. You're done. I'm done. You're going to put it back together. And now? I'm going to put it back together, but I am not pleased with its overall. Nah, it's, I, you it's, know what? I bet you you put all the stuff back on it and you put it on. Well, yeah, you know what? We'll give it away. We'll give it away. I wouldn't uh, even want to give this. Come away. on, it's we'll give it away. It's horrible. It's well, it's horrible. What? I so, want to see you get the stuff back together again. That's what we want to see. I, I have right. no problem. Put some quarter-inch bolts through there and just put it on. <laughs> I'm going to get it Stick back it on together. the inside. Don't you worry not. You see, uh, Dave, Tim did a hydrographics job on a helmet, and it came out really cool. I got spikes. Tim, yeah, Tim doesn't like it, but I think it came out great, you know. But um, but so now, now, Did you put the picture on the website? What was the What was the graphic? It's like helmet. It's skulls. Okay. So well, gotcha. course, we're, we're cruiser guys. It's got to be skulls, right? Right. You know, or but, yeah. And then, uh, so now, now, Tim, you're going to do. Have you decided what you're going to do with your bike? I can't do anything until I come up with two grand. I can't do it and until the temperature See, the gets whole, above the whole problem 50. with with painting your bike, like if you want to do something special to it, it's like a domino effect. Because now you want yep. to take care of this thing, that thing, because it won't look good if you have. One rusty part, right. right? So you got to clean up everything, right? And before you know it, you're like redoing the entire right. bike. And Rustoleum doesn't have all the paint colors you want, right? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> right? Or the the color horror. <laughs> so, yeah, Dave, if you want to chime in on this, what you can do is you go to the MotorcycleMen.us web uh, website there, and then there's the Chrome poll page. And on the Chrome poll page, you can go to one of our polls, and you can tell uh, one of the polls is what Tim, what should, should Tim do to his bike, and you can vote. 
And the winning vote is what he has to do. Oh yeah, I don't don't agree right. with that. I don't. I never agreed to that. Come on now, now right now, Little Pony is in the lead. So uh, my Little Pony, not happening. Come on, checking it out right now. Yeah, you're gonna do. A, you're gonna do a Brony bike. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not doing a brony bike, dude. No, little I'm pony going bike. there. They can say what they want. What happens is something different. Okay, right now, actually, actually, at 25% uh, is everything black. But in oh. a very close second place is Little Pony. No, 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 not happening. My Little Pony. My, My Little Pony. Little, it's called Bronies. He said actually, it. He, actually, got, yeah. he got it right. It's brony. called Brony. That's brony. brony. That's brony. And I'm not a Brony. It's a big, it's a big community here yeah, in L.A. I know. Yeah, see? I, I've <laughs> seen the YouTube videos. <laughs> what are you watching yeah. the YouTube videos yeah, for Bronies? I, I go in a rabbit hole with YouTube every you night. Oh, my. This is our... You could do a sissy bar and kind of outfit it with a tail and a rainbow tail. See, is, is, Dave is right Dave, on. Dave, yes, Dave, you're not helping. D- Dave, you're right there with me and Chris. Me and Chris were, had that whole thing going on. We had him like with sparkles coming off the back of the bike. <laughs> yeah, it was right? great. Oh boy, fairy dust. Oh everywhere. boy, my daughter saw it. So, but uh, so we're still trying. Tim's still trying to decide what to do, and we I understand it's a, it's a you know it's a snowball effect. Once you start one thing, you know you never know what's going to happen. That's exactly right? my th- because I want to do the seat yep. too. I want to. Do- You're going to do the seat and pony? No. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Get off the pony, all right? Get off and come the into pony. the real world with me. And Chris is over here playing with an erector set. What the hell are you stop doing? It, <laughs> just, just don't pay attention. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, all right. Like I said, I want to do the seat, and I want all the. Uh, the stuff that goes on the the dash, as yeah. you would call it, I want to make it all wood, so it looks like a. Now the wood grain thing is easy because you can get all the crap for that. That's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, but that's yeah. a cool effect, though. Yeah, that's it? really neat. Because if I can, that's I want to cool. try to make it look like a um, a luxury car. The, the okay, if you sit on the bike, <laughs> you know. Why are you laughing, Dave? <laughs> because I want to eat, right. We got the dashboard and everything well, else, all wood and, all and right, leather, okay. and <laughs> you know, be all sharp. Yeah, what, what's that? Could look like an old side panel LTD from seventy. Yeah, there you go. go. Yes, yeah, a little wood grain on the side, little panels. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. I see no problem. You could even hang air, like Christmas tree air fresheners from the mirror, dude. Beautiful. Yeah. Cool. Right, he's got it now. See, Dave knows what's going on. You know, and we'll do the. Um, well, you know, you got to get the, you know, fresh Corinthian leather as well. Do there that on the seat. I'll we'll, install we'll, a sunroof too. Okay. <laughs> a GPS connect a big GPS screen to it, so you always know where you're. Oh well, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, got AM radio. Yep, eight track, eight track. Oh, dude. Oh. <laughs> we'll hook them yeah. up with an with a eight track. That's it. AM FM eight track. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What else could we? We're making totally a seventies bike. That's it. That's it. Seventies bike. We got to put some dingleberries around the windshield. Car bike. <laughs> Dave, stop! You're not helping. Perfect. Oh, Don't wait, get wait. him started. Uh, what I want you to do, Dave, is email all your suggestions, and we're going to put this down, and we're going to review oh. as we go, go further with this. So recently, I had an interview with Pat Jacks of ADV Woman, and he's uh, Pat. If you haven't heard the episode yet, it does the last that was eighty three, and uh, Pat takes women out and not, not like out to bars and stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, whoa! No, no, I want no. his job, <laughs> no, her, no, job. her job. So, and, and, but she takes them to a it's a it's a camp where they learn how to do adventure uh, stuff. Like, oh, that's you know? cool. And she has she sold out for twenty seventeen already. 
Wow. It's only for women, right? Only women. That's cool, though. Don't they That's have real- that? I wish they had that for men. Yeah, it's called everything else. <laughs> no, but nobody shows you how to do this stuff. Well, there's yeah. got to be a camp to show men. Um, yeah, there are other areas. Like everybody, uh, you know, just show just, how to do what? Why is it got to be just for women? Why can't because it be for everybody? How, what is how she how showing how them how? <laughs> I like how we left Chris out of that whole conversation. It's just like <laughs> adventure stuff, adventure bike ride. Yeah, what the... Uh, whatever. <laughs> you see, Chris has got brain damage, you know, so he doesn't... You, you understand what I'm saying? There's no reason why she couldn't have a guy within the group no, and well, taken off a, gr- a group of guys. Tim, do you need a safe place? Would you stop? <laughs> do you need to be in a safe place? Yes, around, around people like you and jabronis. <laughs> See what kind of see what kind of brotherly hell I have to go through every day. Every episode. <laughs> but anyway, it was a great episode. And get, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? But anyway, it's a really great episode. If you have a chance, listen to uh, episode eighty three and email Pat just to check out what she's doing over there. So um, and we're looking right now. We're looking at um, some stuff for uh, that we got from our new sponsor. Ciro 3D. Yes, yes. It's pronounced Ciro. That's S-E-E-R-O 3D. Ciro 3D. They're our newer sponsor, and they just sent us the stuff, and Chris is over here dissecting uh, the phone mount. What did you say? It's C-I-R-O. It's spelled Ciro. C-I-R-O, but it Ciro. sounds like you say it like Ciro. S-E-E-R-O. That's Ciro. how you say it. Ciro. Like Nero Ciro. Right. That's exactly what he said. So. It's Ciro3D.com. So don't go to the website and type in S-E-E-R-O. It's C-I-R-O. It's C-I-R-O-3D.com. That's a good grip. And um, that's what she said. <laughs> I'm going to run our... Um, I'm, cool. I'm going to run our spot. We we, we have a little a little, a little word from our sponsor. Hey, this thing's pretty cool. Look at it. Oh, so now, oh, I see. You open it up, and then you crank it. Oh, and it'll lock your phone right in there. And that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, wait. Now, that's, now that's bigger... My, see, now, my, she said, <laughs> now my iPhone is bigger than that. Sure brag. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you're doing with it. Is that yeah, kind of yeah. fine, fine. <sighs> <laughs> All right, now a word from our sponsor. If you have a need for new and exciting products, Zero3D.com takes a clean slate approach to design and manufacturing. Zero3D.com features a wide variety of innovative products for the Harley Touring Market and other Harley Big Twins such as the Softail and Trike models. Zero3D's product line includes parts for performance, comfort, and lighting. You'll be getting components of great quality and are affordable for the rider. Because we are riders, we have a passion for design and innovation, and there's always something new to see at Zero3D.com. All of our products offer easy installation. With the proper tools and a little experience, you'll be able to get a part or accessory from Zero 3D on the bike with no welding, grinding, or cutting. At Zero 3D, we also have a design team with over 40 years of experience. And because our story is deeply tied to motorcycles, we offer great customer service when you need it. And Zero 3D's design team is at all the big rallies where we are talking to riders and are working with riders face-to-face. Zero 3D products are distributed in the United States by Drag Specialties, in Europe by Parts Europe and Zodiac, and in Asia by Twin Art. Check at your local Harley dealer and ask for Zero Parts. Visit Zero3D.com or call us at 715-808-0027 if you have any questions about any Zero3D.com product. Design is the landscape of the mind where innovation dwells. 
We are Ciro. Ciro3D.com. Uh, you heard that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I just recently did a little movie review. Let me see this thing. What is this? It's already. Put your phone in it. Yeah, you think I'm putting my phone on it? Keep talking. Okay. Isn't, it, isn't this riveting, Dave? Wrong way. Wrong way. Turn, <laughs> it, around. Turn it around. That dude. Well, I got to do it this around. way? But I don't want to do it like that. What's well, the difference? That's got to be on either side. So See? pick a side. Like that, right? Yeah. Uh, now, you, now, you, why you hung up on him. Not for long. Stop playing with your phone. You, Dave, you still there? Now, now turn it. Hey, Dave. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Yeah, no problem. That was my fault. Uh, Stop they, playing with your phone. They got Put me playing with down. my phone, Put and then phone I down. hit the button. So anyway, give it that okay, back I get you're, it. You're I get retarded. it. I get. I am retarded. It's okay. Here, here, take this back. Technical difficulties. <laughs> like he's going like this. <laughs> Dave, he's trying to work it out. See if he can break it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have done it. It works 84, really good. Huh? What's that? What's that, dude? Say that again, Dave. Eighty-four of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is how not to do a podcast. Yes. You're getting better. You're getting better. <laughs> but, um, so I, so I would do a little movie review. Got to wait for a movie review. Here we go. Movie. A movie. A movie. Yes, actually, it's called Go Grand Riders. You ever oh, heard? I heard about that. You ever heard? Dave, you heard of it? No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> Go Grand Riders. Go Grand Riders. What, what it is, is it, it takes place in Taiwan, and it's this company that takes... Well, senior citizens, people who are in excess of 70 years old. Wow. Uh, and usually, th- it was like 30 of them on this trip. And the oldest one was 94. Wow. And they put them on whatever kind of scooter or motorcycle they own, or if they don't have one, they're provided one, and they ride around the entire country of Taiwan. They ride them around Taiwan? <laughs> yes, they do. They ride them around. And it was, i tell you what, it, it, a lot of it was subtitled. But there was there was certainly some English in there, and it was really a great, great, great movie. I, I re- highly recommend that everybody, if you got a chance to watch it, it's very heartwarming at times, but it's, it's a great movie. Just so go check that out when you have an opportunity. Heartwarming. Yes, yeah, heartwarming. Do I have that? Is that up there? Oh, I, yeah. I, 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 it is good. You know, I could run the... Uh, I could run the... Uh, no, you with, can't. I can't. Well, I could. No, you can't. I can. You can't. Uh, I We're can. not going to hear it. <laughs> 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 you know, if you plug that in, it might heard work. That. Yeah, you heard that? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, it, it's it's really it's really great. I'm gonna, I'll put the link to this movie on the uh, website, and you guys can check it out if you get the opportunity. But it's really a great heartwarming story. It's based. It's true. It's totally true. So, some of it's absolutely uh, maddening to watch. You know, out of scooters. Yeah, they're on some of our, one guy was on a Honda. Uh, but why but, they ride? Why what? would you take seventy-year-old people on? Well, that's because they wanted to do it. They signed up for it. They want to do this. I mean, come on, really? When you're seventy and eighty years old, aren't you going to want to get on your bike? Yeah, definitely. Not in Asia. Well, I mean, what else you got? You know, you're not that's in Asia. Where, that's where I, I see all those effed up videos, man. Oh my God, the people can't drive over there. Mowed over and crashing into shit. And, so. And these these fucking guys, they fall down. They're breaking their hips. They're fucking breaking shit. Breaking their hips, getting their bike leg yeah. over. They're breaking their hips, getting on the bike. You know, I was great. It was a great movie. You know, it was really good. They're wearing spacesuits. <laughs> oh, they're trying to keep warm. What you know? This is what they do in Taiwan. I don't know. I mean, and they're all wearing Depends too. <laughs> stop! Stop! That's not right. <laughs> It was a, it was a great movie. It was really good. So get a chance to watch that. Watch it. 
I, I, I highly encourage it. It's a great movie. Cool. Really cool. Um, so a lot of uh, a lot of raving going on about the uh, Harley uh, Street seven fifty. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. What do you think of the uh, the street rod, Dave? Um, I'm I'm a fan, and I'll tell you why. Tell me why. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like I'm right across the street from uh, the dealership down here in Marina Del Rey, and went and took a look, and. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm 35 years old. I, I got two kids. I like anything that, that's putting more people on bikes. Yeah. And, uh, that I agree with. That's definitely. Really. It. That's really it. And like, there's a lot of people who want to get into the Harley scene. I have Japanese bikes. I have a Harley as well. Um, and uh, I think there's a lot of people who, who want to go big or go home, so to speak. They want to start with the Harley. But Harley didn't have a real starter bike for a long time, and yeah. I think this is a nice, a nice bike. And guys will take this thing and tear it apart and make some cool 750 customs out of it. And little customs are cool. I like it. Yeah, yeah but, you well, know what? But what was wrong with the Sportster then? Yeah, the Sportster was always considered well, a good starter bike. That's it's, a starter bike, but it's too, but it's but it's too big. The 883. No, that's what I. is not big, but like you know what, what I'm saying is I got some petite friends both guys and girls and you know people get you know how it is people are scared to get on their first bike so the smaller smaller the displacement the little more comfortable they'll be and they'll upgrade in a year or two you know i'm I'm, that's i I got a sportster 1200 and 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 you know that's what i'm riding uh daily and it's not you know it's it's not all the bike i'll ever have but but uh you know it there, you know, if I was starting out, I I don't know. I might feel like it's big. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, yeah. Rider Magazine did a review of the um, of the street rod, and their their closing comments were: uh, anybody who fits the street rod well because of its size, uh, in fact, will enjoy its urban bulldog style competent performance at low price of eighty six ninety nine. You know. Yeah. You know, the, yeah, they're saying if you have a, a an inseam of more than twenty seven or twenty eight inches, it's going to be a little difficult because your knees will be way up. But mm-hmm. what now? What sports? What sports are you riding? Twelve fifty, twelve hundred. He just said the twelve hundred. Yeah, I know that, but which one? What sports do you I ride, got the, Dave? Oh, I'm me. I got the Roadster. Oh, do you really? Oh, yeah. I hate you. <laughs> Why is that? That, that? That's my next bike, man. I've been dying for that. No, bike. man. It's fun. I, I wanted the, the dual front brake and, you know, a little more control. And, and I got mine, you know, I actually uh, had the, what's that? you guys were just talking, hydro printed? Yeah, hydrographic, hydrographic. Hydrographic. I always call it hydro printed. I don't know why, but hydrographic. So, yeah, like I got the, the tank done in, in like kind of a carbon fiber look. Oh, and did you really? Cool. cool little bike, yeah. Cool. Like I'm, I'm Get some tobacco stuff to customize it a little bit more. Well, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah. So anyway, right, right, right. so uh, anyway, so the, the Harley Street Rod is uh, getting a, a lot of great great reviews and people are really digging it a lot. Um, I had an interview with uh, Break Free Tech, and these guys uh, developed a uh, stoplight that mounts on the back of your helmet. And uh, that, that I'm going to run that interview very shortly. So we're going to have that on this episode as well. So stay tuned for that. 
All right, joining me now from Minneapolis and San Jose, I've got Alex and Ian from Break Free with some wonderful motorcycle technology that they're going to tell us all about tonight. Gentlemen, welcome to the Motorcycle Men podcast. Thank you very much. Great. So, guys, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and Break Free Tech? So, uh, I'm Ian, and I'm the uh, industrial designer behind uh, the products. And Alex is my wonderful business partner who keeps the wheels turning in this whole thing. Basically, in, a sh- in the shortest way possible, what we've created is a uh, autonomous brake light for motorcycles that mounts up high to your helmet. And it, uh, it's got all the sensors included, so you don't have to wire it into your bike, no splicing anything, no nothing. And uh, when you see this thing in person, it is super bright and it'll melt your face off. Do we, and we want that, right? Yes. It melts all the car faces off. Melting faces off. How about you, Alex? Uh, I assume both of you guys are riders, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I'm Alex I'm from San Jose. Originally from Russia, I moved here when I was like 12, but live here for most of my life. Anyways, uh, after I graduated college, I had the chance to work with a um, an experienced entrepreneur who was working on a car project where it was going to be a autonomous brake light for cars. And I was helping him out doing market research right out of um, college. So I was kind of figuring things out, how how entrepreneurship works, how making products works. And uh, that was one of the projects that I had a chance to work on. And so I've personally, as a writer, I've been writing probably about five years up until that point. At this point, I've been writing for about 10 years or so. And uh, I told uh, Dave, the entrepreneur who I was working with, that I think that this project would be a whole lot better for motorcycle riders. And so long story short, we've pivoted the idea and made it into a motorcycle project. And essentially, in my research, I was going around to all the different motorcycle dealerships, um, some trade shows and things like that, trying to figure out if what I'm thinking about is a good idea. Um, I stumbled into Calmoto and Mountain View. It's a, a motorcycle dealership for BMW and Triumph. And I think Vespa, correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, but uh, I just stumbled in there, you know, looking to talk to somebody and ask them, hey, I'm thinking about making this wireless uh, brake light for motorcycle riders and, uh, you know, just trying to get some feedback. And Ian was the person that I talked to. And so Ian is an industrial designer, which I didn't know at the time. He was just working there as kind of his uh, temp job at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, he basically uh, said, yeah, I totally understand what you're trying to do. I can help you out with that. And we met after work and talked about it turned out I'm the luckiest guy in the world because he's a world-class industrial designer and so basically went from there see it's a small world you meet the people you need to know amazing what about you Ian what are you riding um I am a sport bike dude um I also have a bunch of dirt bikes but uh since I work at Polaris um I'm riding baggers and cruisers and all kinds of good stuff all the time we get pretty good access to the Indian products and not so much anymore the victory products since they're not a brand anymore but yeah uh, yeah, we have all kinds of stuff we do a a Sturgis run every year for the uh, with the company as a studio and take the uh, take the big bikes out from you know from minneapolis to, to sturgis wow but we do the side-by-side stuff so polaris has all their you know their big off-road side-by-sides yeah. we uh, we design everything so all all the designers in the studio have a chance to kind of work on everything we could do a snowmobile we could do a motorcycle side by side all right so now this is this technology that you guys have developed it's this is great stuff you know why aren't more helmet companies doing this well, i think it's it's kind of a difficult proposition as we've figured out in the last few years it's you know to get the lighting technology right and to get the algorithm right and all the stuff kind of small enough to you know to not look like this giant thing that's coming off the back of a helmet it's uh, it's not the easiest task um so it's it's taken us a while to kind of perfect it and get it small and get it working right we also happen to have a patent on it so oh, anybody you do. does do it 
we're going to chop them up. Now, the patent process, I know that's very difficult, and that takes a while. How did you guys manage to do that? Yeah, we have a uh, fun little algorithm. I'm sure Alex can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so we we have – there's another co-founder who's not on the call here. No. Uh, he's our technical co-founder. Um, that was a huge challenge in itself to try and find somebody that could – make this device completely wireless. Other devices um, out there exist that, you know, you have to basically wire that into the motorcycle. You mm -hmm. sync that up with the wiring harness. You splice a transmitter in there, and then it sends a signal up to the helmet. The problem with that solution is that you're only getting the brake light when you're hitting the levers. But as you know, you could downshift engine brake. Of course. I slow down like that all the time, and the brake lights don't come on. And right. uh so we wanted to make it also a simple installation because I have installed one of those things just to test it out to see what it's all about. Okay. And it took me like somewhere between like 30 and 45 minutes just to get it all working. So with our device, all you do is just attach it to the helmet, turn it on. You're all set to go. There's nothing else to do. And uh, so, yeah, it took me a long time to find somebody that could actually solve that problem because it's not a trivial thing. You know, your head motions and things like that would normally set set a device like that off. Right. Um, our algorithm basically figures out what's going on with their, with your head and cancels out all those motions. So the only thing that it's actually triggered by is the braking motion. This technology, it's it's actually pretty very, very amazing. How Now, how is this thing powered? Is this built-in batteries, rechargeable system? Yeah, okay. we're using uh, a rechargeable lithium-ion battery. Wow. It's a... Nice. Uh, it's basically the same type of battery that you're using ah. in a, like one of those vape pens and yeah. things like that. It's the 18650. Um, they're very abundant. The reason why we selected it is it's available um, everywhere. And Tesla uses it in their battery packs for the car. So they've become you know really reliable and really inexpensive. So we like that. We like reliable and inexpensive. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're using that to power the unit. And it's actually um, lasts quite a long time. Uh, well, I was just going to ask you that, but how long do the batteries last? Well, you could ride uh, anywhere between eight to 10 hours on a single charge and That's it's rechargeable. So all you need is, you know, plug it in mm -hmm. two hours and it will be completely back up to full charge. Wow. The recharge time is fantastic on that because yep. Lord knows you don't want eight hour charge time. <laughs> no. Now, is, is, without, I'm going to state the obvious here a little bit, but tell us you know, some of the benefits of having this helmet, uh, this brake light mounted in the back of the helmet. Yeah, so having like up highs, you know, it, it's just kind of the best way to do things. It's oh, sure. actually kind of, you think about cars, you know, in mid 80s, they kind of mandated, you know, you have to have that center uh, that center light up there. And that was because there was, you know, all kinds of accidents where all the head, you know, all the taillights are down low and having something that's up high in your face is, is much easier. And at that same point, you know, if you think of kind of like the, the lit footprint mm -hmm. of the back of a car, you know, you've got two giant taillights, you've got the third brake light up there. And now you think of most motorcycles. I mean, you guys are cruiser guys, you know, think of the, the back of like a street glide or something. I mean, you got two tiny little things that yeah. are 10 inches off the ground. Um, you know, somebody in their big truck or SUV, you know, that's, that's below the hood line sometimes. So right. putting that helmet or, you know, putting that light way up there on the helmet really helps out quite a bit. Well, let me ask you this. Is this your own helmet or is this a unit that gets attached to a helmet is, or is it both? Yeah, it just, uh, it attaches to a helmet. Okay. So we, uh, yeah, we ran through and kind of 3d scanned a bunch of different helmets to kind of get, you know, the, the shape that worked the best for all of them. And, you know, we're, we're trying to make it so that, it, you know, it can mount to anything. Now, do you have any 
plans or intention of maybe developing your own helmet? It's possible. Uh, we would love to talk about, you know, maybe licensing something, but that's, you know, the, the first one we wanted to try is, you know, get this one out there because, you know, most people have a helmet already and we kind of want it. You know, there's guys like me I and mean, you can see them back here. I've got yeah five helmets back there. So if I ride, you know, adventure bike one day and my sport bike the next day, ride a cruiser, I want to be able to take it off and put it on, you know, a different helmet for a different purpose. Oh yeah. How does it attach to the helmets? Um, we're using kind of rare earth magnets and a little like male, female form to kind oh, of really? hold everything together. Wow. Yep. Now, can, it, can this, is there any helmet that this can't be mounted to? Um, not really. There, There's a huge variance in the shapes of the helmets, but yeah. the, uh, the way we're doing the mounts, kind of having them on two sides and leaving a little channel in the middle, um, pretty good for almost all helmets. I mean, there's, uh, there's a couple like the more sporty bells that have a big kind of ridge like straight up the middle yeah um they're a little bit harder not that we can't do it it's just you know you need a, we need a little bit more foam on the uh you know on the adhesive yeah now, getting as, everything figured out well with regard to uh statistics uh with regard to motorcycle riders and you know incidents involving motorcycle riders did you have any statistics on it how on how this relates to motorcycle riders and how accidents could be prevented from this obviously it being mounted high how many rear end accidents do we have that uh, this type of technology could have prevented well the exact number of rear end collisions is kind of difficult for us to find. We know that uh, in the past year, there's been 5,000 deaths resulting from motorcycle uh, accidents. Um, there's a lot of a lot of the accidents are reporting having lack of visibility as part of the issue, right. uh, why the accident has happened. Uh, that's close to 60% of all accidents involve uh, a lack of visibility. Um, and with over 100,000 uh, motorcycle accidents per year, that's, that's quite a few. I've seen percentages uh, in terms of how many accidents happen and, and which area the bike gets hit. And that's about 25% is in the rear section of the motorcycle. But I believe that raising the visibility level of the motorcycle rider could help the drivers all around just be a lot more aware of the rider in general. Right. So it's it's hard to quantify exactly uh, how many accidents you'd be preventing with this product, but I believe you're a lot safer with it than without it. Does this unit include signals or is this strictly a break right now? And are you going to, if it doesn't, are you going to incorporate turn signals into this? Well, we were thinking about that yeah. and where we're at at this point is we can make it work. It's uh, since it's sensor based, you would have to be using your head to somehow activate the turn signals. So oh. at this point, that feature is not worked into it, mm -hmm. but you could use a head gesture to turn it on if we get enough of a response from the crowd telling us that this is something that they'd actually want and we would figure out a, a way to make it happen. We've planned for it where each individual um, uh, light panel is capable of being accessed individually, which means that you can turn on a, a turn signal. You can make the right side blink. You can make the left side blink. You can make all of them. So we can basically create whatever light pattern you'd want. It's just a matter of figuring out exactly right. what the riders would want and prefer. Yeah, I mean, it's... It I think the reason we're cutting it now is just because I think that, you know, we want to get this to reach as many people as possible. And yeah. it seems like a lot of the things that you have to wire into bikes kind of make most people shy away from them. So to get everything, you know, as simple as possible and, you know, no phone, no apps, no splicing, just mm -hmm. kind of get the first product out there and, you know, a very simple but effective package. I first heard about this uh, when you guys were on the Motorcycles of Misfits podcast not too long right. ago. 
And yep. I was listening. One of the guys brought up something, which, uh, which, I, we, of course, we all chuckled about it. But what if you're listening to some heavy metal and you're banging your head? Is this going to make your, <laughs> your? Is this going to make the thing go on and off? No, no. <laughs> That's why our, our wonderful co-founder uh, Johan has kind of figured out the algorithm that you know head motion kind of it keeps everything out. You know, it, it just figures out your your straight line D cell. So it's, it's strictly inertia based. Yeah. Awesome. Now I've seen jackets with a similar technology installed on them. Is that something you might pursue or is that, or is it, we're pretty much focusing on the helmet thing? Yeah, I think there was a jacket that used, a, it was like a Bluetooth. So you had to wire something into your bike and then it would Bluetooth to your jacket. Um, it's, it's certainly something we can do. We have, we have the technology. It's the PCB itself. It's, it's all very small and compact. So uh, yeah. we're, we're definitely thinking about that avenue, whether it be you know jackets or backpacks or, something else now i understand that you are crowdfunding this whole project that is a fact yeah, and how's that going so far well it hasn't started just yet we're going to be launching next week okay oh next week wow right yes. on the cusp of everything here wow <laughs> exactly <laughs> And so you're reaching out through whatever methods you can. Now, what goal are you trying to reach with this? Well, right now we've set a goal of $50,000. Okay. And we feel fairly confident that, you know, if, if we surpass that goal, we should be able to uh, manufacture this product. And, and as far as goes for production, uh, who's manufacturing these things? Are you having manufactured uh, domestically or is this getting manufactured elsewhere? Yeah, we, we just have quotes at the moment. We don't have final. We basically just, you know, playing the field and seeing who can who can get us the precision we need and who can get us the price we need. Right. What's the what's this going to cost? Well, right now we're also playing with the price as well uh, through crowdfunding. We're. We have the super early bird pricing set right now, okay. and that's going to be at eighty nine dollars. That's really and good. And we only have a handful of units available at that cost. Uh -huh. So for anybody that jumps on board early, that's available. Um, and uh, after that, we'll be stepping the price up about ten dollars. So you know, Still. the next batch will be at a hundred dollars. Yeah. Then the next one will be at one hundred and ten dollars. And ultimately, I think that the retail price is going to be at one forty nine. Mm -hmm. But at this point, it's not set in stone. We would we would consider lowering it or raising it depending on on the interest. That's still I, I, even at that price, not eighty nine dollars. Even at one hundred forty nine dollars, it's still a wonderful price for to get that peace of mind when you're riding. Now you're, you had mentioned earlier that this thing it's bright enough it'll burn your face off. Can you get into a little more detail about that? Well, we've got uh, we've got a hundred LEDs in the back of it. Wow! Um, think wow. of you know your bike lights or anything else. You know you can go to REI and pick up a bike light with like two or three LEDs. Yeah, um, we've got a hundred. You know they're they're tightly packed just so you can kind of get a nice evenly lit mm -hmm. uh, section. So. Well, I won't technically melt your face off. It is quite bright, you know, equivalent to any motorcycle taillight out there. And it's got a nice spread on it, too. We're using very wide-angle LEDs. And actually, because of the curvature in the unit, you know, you have a viewing angle, obviously, from the rear. But also, you can see it very plainly from the side. Now, as far as it goes for lumens, have you ever done a test on how many lumens this thing puts out? That's really tricky. It's, oh. <laughs> it's very hard to do. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of um, stuff that, like, you know, OEM motorcycle manufacturers use to test brake lights and they're very strange and the, you know the tests are only in a certain small cone so mm -hmm. it's, it's super tricky to, you know, to get something similar but you know we've obviously compared it to all the bikes we've had it on and it, okay. it's on par with any any taillight we've seen all right what about distance about what's its visibility 
from a, a distance. Have you tested that? Tons. I mean, yeah, we, we, we had Alex like run all the way down his street, you know, like a quarter mile and see if we could still see it. And it's, it's still visible. I mean, as long as you could see a taillight in the car. So even in bright sunlight, it still pokes right through. No problem. Yep. It basically runs at like an eighth of the power kind of all the time. Right. And then when you, you know, when you get on the brakes, you'll get full power. Okay. So now this does not act also also as a tail light though. It's strictly just brake. Well, we've got a we've got like a running light. Oh, you and do. Okay. We've got a few modes that we can cycle through where you can have a solid running light or you can have a blinking kind of, you know, gradient. Well, well that of course naturally there's going to be some battery depletion with that constant mode all the time is it is it significant enough to that one would be concerned no i mean that's what we're wrapping into our eight to ten hour okay yeah yeah the way leds work is you know they, they use a very small amount of power and they right. you cycle them on very fast faster than your eye can see so you would think it's on all the time but you're only using a little bit of the power all right and dimension wise well how about how big is this thing um it's about as big as a cell phone oh real oh there you go i see it wow that's yep. really nice that's and that's yeah, yeah. It's about the same size as an iPhone. So now how can our listeners help you guys out and get one of these helmets? Well, you can visit our website, which is breakfreetech.com, and you can jump on our mailing list and you'll find out exactly when we launch our campaign, which is Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and okay. we're breakfreetech.com on both of those yeah, and it'll be up on indiegogo so indiegogo is the platform we're using to crowdfund as far as it goes for what's what's next for break free tech i guess it's pretty much this but do you have any other things that you guys are probably dipping into um, well like we kind of chatted about before you know we're, we're hoping to license a little bit and get our you know get our product maybe with like a modular system into you know backpacks or gear or anything like that all right then so is there anything you guys can offer up that our listeners could uh um yeah and follow us on all the social media stuff i think you know the the one thing you'll see is we're going to try to do some uh you know some different colors and designs i think the one that you're going to see right off the bat is a little bit more kind of the adventure maybe the touring aesthetic um but mm -hmm. we're going to kind of do like an all blacked out version for uh for a cruiser bros too <laughs> okay uh, you know we have kind of a little like graphic cap so we can you know we can put all kinds of graphic and different colors on there so we're trying to include everybody now one question i did want to ask you now for example i wear a half helmet a lot of times during the summer and i know a lot of the a lot of cruiser dudes wear these brain buckets which is basically basically a, a colander for lack of a better word uh, <laughs> how does the placement of the of the brake light on the helmet make a difference as to how it's its visibility is going to be not necessarily i mean it's such a large viewing angle um, you know, if moving it up and down a couple inches on a helmet is only going to give you a couple degrees of difference. So it's, it's still super visible from pretty much any angle. Great. Well, I'll tell you what, this is really, really wonderful technology you guys have developed. And I really wish you a tremendous amount of luck with your, uh, with your funding. And I hope everything goes well. And you're launching next week. Yep. And this right. is, okay, so this is going to be great. Uh, you guys going to actually post your results on your website so everybody can follow it? Oh, yeah. Great. Well, I wish you a lot of luck. And I want to thank you both very much for being on the Motorcycle Man podcast. Uh, again, check these guys out. Breakfreetech.com. And you're going to get yourself one of these lights and put it on the back of your helmet. Don't be an idiot. You know, people can see you. Guys, listen, I want to thank you very much for joining me here on the podcast. Really thank you very much for joining me thanks for having us thank you briefly we were going to do a whole segment on lane splitting and i know dave yep. this is one of the things that you guys partake in out there in uh, on yeah, the we, left coast california uh, only yeah uh actually washington state didn't washington pass that 
Dave, do you know that? I think I thought Washington I passed that. I know Washington had it up. I know Utah is bringing it up right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know I, why. I don't I, know why they would need it in Utah. There's nobody there. Dude, the traffic there can get can get pretty gnarly too. Okay. And I'm a I'm an advocate for that everywhere, boys. So I don't know if that's well, making me some enemy. No, no, not at all. I mean, it's been brought up in Jersey a couple of times, but it keeps getting shot down here. Yeah. Well. As for, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do a whole thing on late. We were gonna do that this episode, but we we things have been kind of crazy, so we're gonna do it on another See episode. The, the, yeah, but the problem with lane splitting is that drivers who don't ride bikes have to be on board with it and understand. They're scared. It. Yeah. Do you have any problems out there with lane splitting? Guys, people getting pissed off at you in a car and, and messing with you while you're riding it. Uh, you know what? I very rarely get somebody pissed off at me. I get pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I get yeah. pissed off a lot, and and you know when you do that shit, if you if you need somebody to come on and talk about it even more, but um, this, I think the more it happens, the more cars expect it to happen, the less freaked out about. Because what happens is somebody and, and, and you know when I'm driving, this happens is you're driving and you're like, oh, should I change lanes? I don't know. You're not. You haven't checked yet. And then suddenly somebody buzzes by you and you're like, oh, my gosh, I was thinking about changing lanes right. and I could have got that guy. Yeah. But the thing is, before I actually change lanes, I'm going to look. And the more that I see riders do that, the more I get you, you always got to look. And, you know, and I think, uh, you know, I see people on their phone and whatever. But the nice thing is I can put any a-hole behind me. Because I can I can get out and around in front of them and leave them in dust, right. and I can see if somebody's riding the line and 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 I I can pick them up in the rear view mirror and I go you know this guy's swerving middle in his lane I just want to put this guy behind me as soon as possible right and lane splitting gives me a place to go so yeah you know yeah, well, here's I'm, the I'm thing a, what 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 is a, a satisfactory speed though. The problem is there's certain bikers who take advantage of that and ride a little too fast. Yeah, like that. how fast do you lane split? It's supposed to be like five or ten miles about a uh, mile per hour well, that, that, above what the truck is. It, it, it's not real life. I'm one. Okay, that's on paper. Every day we say that. I know. Flat three miles I understand. An hour. How fast do you ride? Uh, you, I'm a hell of a commuter, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I feel safe out there. I don't. I don't. There's bikers that you know I'll pull over and, and go by me. I pass some biker. Okay. Well. And I will get, I'll yeah. be able to get out in the traffic. That's where I'm safest, right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm not flying between the lanes, but I don't, I also don't want all the bikes to line up and have like, you know, five bikes just basically bumper to bumper in case somebody does go down, then that, that shuts our lane down and, and you know, you can have a bike pile up situation. So I like the system we've got because I'm splitting. If some, if I, if I notice, Oh, there's a, there's somebody on a, on a crotch rocket behind me and he wants to go a lot faster. I'll pull off to, you know, to the left and let him go by. And, and, and then I'm back in, in my lane going the speed that I like to go. And if I come up on somebody going slow, he'll let me by it. And, and yeah. You know, and I don't feel like anybody's. I mean, I think you got to be smart. You got to know what your bike can do, and you got to know. You know, you got to be comfortable. Right. And don't don't 
the faster you go, the less time you're going to have to react. Right. But, you know, know yourself, I think. That's, <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah. You know, it's it's just... Well, I get we 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 weren't going to talk about lane splitting, but okay. Um, I, right. By the way, I appreciate you uh, abbreviating and saying a hole because we don't fucking like cursing on this show. <laughs> Where's your beep now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> You're not even plugged in. <laughs> um, but you know, see, the thing is, lane splitting would work great if. Um, if everybody knew about it and everybody understood well, that this is the law. I, and like, oh, let me finish. It. Let me finish. But here in a lot of states, like, for example, here in New Jersey and in the New York area, it's a me first mentality. Oh, yeah. So when you, when you have that, if you if you pull, my God, I got ran into an oncoming lane of traffic by a guy who didn't like the fact that I got in front of him on my bike. So yeah. I, with that kind of mentality, you know, like lane splitting, yeah, not here. See, yeah, that's the whole point because people in New Jersey have that mentality when they drive. They have a, a very high school mentality. They're like, if you lane split, they get pissed off at you because you're getting ahead of them. So yeah. they try to deliberately impede you. Yeah. That's that's and, the problem that I – that's the, see, that's my only gripe with the lane splitting because it's not that uh, – I mean, it's good for us, but – it's just like here, it's it's high risk because the drivers it's, here are fucking psychopaths. No. But it's a massive – it just has to be a massive education process, I think. And, you know, I'm – Well, is, I, there, is there any signage out there to, to other motorists that there is lane splitting going on? Yeah. No. No. There, no. there isn't. just – no, not at all. There's and no signage. Should, don't you think that should be a law? If they're going to have the law, they should put it on, uh, advertise that for all a You know what? Now, probably not out there because they're used to it. But still, it's here? here. Absolutely. But it should, it should be anywhere signs. that you're allowed to lane split. You should have signage saying lane splitting by motorcycles is permitted. It should and be it, on there. Part of the education has to be that lane splittings, you know, you it's pulling all the bikes out of the traffic you're dealing with. So like, you know, you're, you're, you put those bikes back in the lane and you feel like, Oh, this one bike got ahead of me. But what you don't know, there's five bikes taking up the space of a car up ahead of you too. And if they were all split in lanes, you'd be five spaces closer to your destination. Right. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's, but I get it because, you know, the drivers out here, I mean, it's it's very much the same. Like when people are driving, they're honking their horn constantly and, you know, and everybody's kind of a D-bomb. Because D-bonk. that helps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's the punishment honk out here. It's yeah. like if you – and that's the only time. Like if I – if I, I've gone – I've split by somebody and, and revved my engine because they're, they're riding the line and – and they don't like that I revved my engine at them, so they're going to punish me by honking back, and you know it, it becomes that sort of thing. Yesterday, I like, yeah, yesterday this woman I just yelled at her. She she's on her phone, not paying any attention. But no, I mean, stop! The, the, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, those little punishments, though, like you know, I feel like LA's not a bad place to ride your bike, and I feel like most most of the of of the drivers out there they know okay bikes are coming you get a lot of people pulling by giving you amp 
pulling, pulling, you know, giving you as much room as you can, and 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 the bikers wave at them and like thank them for it, and oh, okay. you That's know, turned into a cool little community, um, and, and I think you know we can be in at least that an example to the nation. Yeah, well, see, you know that's the ring. That's that's probably like over in the in the UK. They they certainly don't have that problem, and they're everybody's very knowing that it's a lot. They move over for you over there. Not, mm-hmm. you now you go to China, nobody cares about no, anybody. It's a free for all. <laughs> they are running over everybody. But uh, Jersey, yeah. Jersey, that's the whole point. You know, like everything you're saying, out in California, they seem to be used to it. Uh, they got to get used to it out in Jersey because, uh, you know, when they first, you know, I think it's eventually going to pass here. Um, you think so? Yeah, it's going to pass here and then not, not far off either. Um, so I wouldn't wouldn't do it on my, uh, there's a ton of, just cause there's a lot of bikes that do it. You know what it's like? It's just, it's, 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 uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not, uh. It's not sought at like the cops really don't bust balls on it much. I mean, it's least, not enforced. No, yeah, right, no, it's, it's not, not enforced. I see it a lot here um, in traffic. I see a lot of bikes doing it. Wow. Now, Dave, do you see a lot of like cruisers, big heavy cruisers, uh, do it laden splitting? I mean, obviously, if you're a bagger and or a heavy cruiser, it's a little bit harder. Yeah, I have, hard. uh, you know, I, it's easier for me to split on my Sportster than I have a, a seventy-seven naked gold wing that's a little bit wider and <laughs> wow it's a, it's it's a little bit of a beast but it's naked so it's still not as bad but sometimes i'll throw you know uh bags on it or whatnot and you know it's it's a little bit skinnier squeeze sometimes yeah. but uh, you know i mean i think i think if people understood too that like it, look, if, if you don't want to split, you don't have to split. All it's saying is we legally can do this, and it gives us some place to go. Because yeah. you said you wouldn't do it in Jersey, but the thing is, if, you know, especially in that stop and go traffic, if if somebody is looking up and down to their phone or, or dorking around with the radio or something like that, you know, that's when you've stopped, they don't see you, and they're going to rear-end you. They're going to hit you some way like that. Yeah. Where if you're in the lane, they'll rear-end the, tr- the truck in front of them. That's not going to hurt that truck. It's not going to hurt that person yeah. driving. But a, a bike, you're going to get hurt. Yeah, well, see, there's two sides of the story. I mean, here in Jersey, no, I wouldn't. I would much rather see uh, this state, at least, adopt a motorcycles-only lane in the event of traffic. I would mm. rather see that, like the shoulder. Let us ride on the shoulder of the road, you know. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, we've done that. Uh, I one, do. It. One of our. Well, I'll, do I'll, I'll do it. I'll definitely ride on the shoulder if I have to. But I don't mm. know. Certainly not that. Uh, just so you know, on the Chrome poll page, eighty percent. On the this question is, where are you on lane splitting? If your state you lived in permits it, would you? Eighty percent said yes. So. Okay. That's uh, it's telling right there. You know, like I, would I? I so well, not with my bike. I got I got a big bike. So hey, uh, Dave, in all this lane splitting, have you, have you ever hit somebody's mirror? Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that creates a problem. <laughs> yep. Yep. But uh, you no, know. there's no but. You hit a mirror. <laughs> it was their fault. <laughs> that was their fault. I believe it. Yeah. Their mirror was in my lane. Damn mirror yeah, hanging true. over that line. Yeah, they, pro- uh, they probably know, let, bled into you a little got, bit. I'm sorry. I got hit. I got hit late splitting. I uh, I was street level, um, 
it was a stoplight. So I'm splitting up trying to get to the front of the light. And, uh, I passed a horse trailer. Somebody had a horse trailer in Hollywood down like Hollywood, Hollywood. And, uh, so it had dualies on the trailer. So big wide, uh, wheel wells. And I, I got past the well, but then somebody was really tight and I couldn't get past the truck. And then the lane that the truck was in opened up, the truck pulled forward and clip and the wheel well sticking out clipped me as it came by, got my, got my heel. So, I mean, it knocked my foot up on my boot, no harm done really. It was, you know, I, I kind of fell sideways and braced myself, scared the life out of this, this woman driving the minivan next to me. But no harm to the bike, no harm to myself. Um, you know, it shook me up a little. That's going to happen too. You yeah. know, did you, did you continue splitting that day, or did that that day did you stop for the rest of the day? You know, that, that I, I was going to a, a, a class and and I got there and it took me about twenty minutes to calm down. But you know, I'm of the the uh, the school that says you get back on so yeah right. when it's going yeah. home. <laughs> hey here's some news uh you know we're talking about lane splitting i'm sorry um interrupt real quick uh looking it up um i just found out this is very interesting let's maybe, hear it. maybe something went through that i didn't know about or didn't go through uh it's on a it's on a legal uh site for uh for motor vehicles um uh is it legal for motorcycles to lane split Ride between the lanes in the state of New Jersey. The answer is somewhat unclear. While, while, <laughs> As is most places. Not while New Jersey doesn't have a law on the books forbidding it. Right. It's the practice isn't encouraged, so there's no law for it. Right. Bing. Which is pretty much way that's it was in California. Why, that's right, probably, Dave. That was. That, yeah. That's, that's probably, probably why I see a lot of bikes here lane splitting. Right. There's no law against it. But there's it, it's just no law that says you can, so it's kind of like everybody turns a blind yeah, eye to it. Yeah, but you can't ride on the shoulder. But you can't ride on the yeah, shoulder. That's stupid. That's dumb. Because <laughs> I ride on the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> because my, our bikes, you know, are a little wider than... Yeah, I could. Not only that, you gotta, uh, it's all about... I mean, he knows as well. I mean, uh, uh, we're not... Our bikes are air-cooled. Yeah. We have you to, sit in the traffic too long with a Harley, you're going to fuck it up. Yeah, it's going to overheat. Yep. Gonna, yep, you're going to bake. I, I've pulled over to the side of the road, let the yeah. bike cool off. I've done that. And, and if you've ever overheated in traffic too, then then you're freaking pushing your bike over. You're slowing everybody down. Right, they yeah. see you on the side of the road. They slow down to see if something's wrong. You yep. know, so, nobody. A whole big nobody traffic jam. Yeah, it's like yeah. I got the hell out of our way. Um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You know what? I think I think we've we've pretty much run the gamut of all the crap that we've been talking about. That's our lane splitting thing. So can you you can if you want to. You don't if you don't have to. And just just watch your ass when you're doing it. That's just it. So everybody needs to know. Now, right now, what we got on the line with us is Dave Ackerman from the company Tobacco Motorware, and Dave is out in uh, lovely California. How you doing, Dave? I'm good. Yeah, Beautiful good. Golden State, yeah. Yeah, the Golden State out there enjoying that lovely warm weather. <laughs> we still yeah. Think there was about there. there was about two weeks this winter where I had to drive. Oh, oh two whole weeks. <laughs> two weeks. You must have killed you. Oh, you yeah, probably. it was. I was like, what have we done to? Well, anger what the was girl? it? Sixty? <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys had a lot of you guys had a lot of bad rain for for, for a little while there. Was that yeah, hitting, got some, yeah. yeah, was that hitting you, or is that all the folks up north? 
I hit worse up north, but yeah, we were getting some crazy rain. But like I say, it was it was a two week stretch. All right, you know, it wasn't bad. All right, we'll tell you what out there too. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess they do. Well, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And uh, I know you're a rider, and you told us what you ride. So just tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, then we'll get into uh, tobacco. All right, uh, yeah. So um, I hail from from Mountain Country, from Utah, and came out to L.A. to do uh, of all things to be a writer with a W, as in typing on the typewriter. Ooh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, one of those and uh, yeah, it was and telling jokes on stage. So I was doing stand-up comedy. You were not, were you? And, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure was. I've 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 filled in a lot of stuff, guys. Haven't we all? But um, so yeah, I was out here and you know taking meetings and and cruising around and and I've been riding since after college is when I got into it. Uh, you know my. I didn't grow up in it or anything like that, but got a bike after college. And, and uh, you know, out here it, it makes a ton of sense because you can get anywhere much quicker and you can find parking anywhere and, you know. Um, like a in, sidewalk? Like a sidewalk or in front of the building or in a, you know, a no parking zone. <laughs> it's all checked off or no, whatever. You, we don't do that. Not a no parking, but like a, a you know, one of those, like a, an island. Yeah, you know, yeah. Where they, the, the striped, the striped area. Yeah, the striped area. Yeah, you know, or, or like I'd pull into to pay lots and then just blow the gate on the way out. And, <laughs> and, you know, Bad motorcycle rider, you. I'm a, starving rider, I'm a starving rider, you know what I'm going to do. It was funny, though. I was here, my brother's a rider as well, but not a rider Red rum rum rum, you know he's a, <laughs> a, he, he's just a, a so so we'd have these meetings together, and he'd drive, and after a while, while I was just like, dude, why don't you just ride, bitch? <laughs> oh, wow! So, wow! So we had these, uh, so and I had a three quarter helmet at the time, bright orange. And I had this little like seventies three quarter helmet, so I'd stick him in that. And we go to these meetings, and just to be funny, we deck ourselves out in suits. So we're flying through traffic on this nineteen eighty two GL five hundred, just beat up by, uh, just giving everybody quite the scene. And we actually made a little bit of a name for ourselves for some of those antics. People would take. <laughs> Just to see the sideshow, I think. <laughs> well, you got it noticed, didn't you? Yeah, you did. You got your thing. So, yeah, so, we so we'd get honks and, and people cheering for us as we were going by. Oh, okay. So they were thinking so something. You different. needed, yeah, yeah, you yeah, needed yeah. the little well, pony, right? <laughs> right from the courthouse down here. They thought we were coming from the courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it's so like Tim said, you should have had the little pony bike. Like right? you were a homosexual <laughs> partner. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's my brother, so is that weird? Yeah, that but work? nobody else knows that. You you, you were the only one to know. Bucks to nuts with your brother? Is that, that's <laughs> because everybody was just pointing, hey, look. You look. Know? Yeah, isn't that cute? So, as the, as the end result of this, uh, this West Hollywood, of course, we're, yeah, of course, that's what every biker wants to hear. Right? Yeah. Isn't that cute? So, uh, the end result of all of that is you decided, uh, amazingly, just say, "I'm going to start a clothing company." And uh, yeah, right. So, 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 what inspired the creation of Tobacco Motorwear? Well, I was, 
uh, I was riding um, uh, around to these meetings and stuff. And like I said, like I had a couple of close calls and um, I want, you know, I, I started looking at gear and found out, uh, you know, I was just, I didn't want to be, and never really was that guy um, who was going to, have a whole suit of clothes in his backpack and everywhere he went change out of that and you know because that's gay (laughs) 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 but like you know i wanted something mostly i'm a t-shirt and jeans guy and i'll I'll have the leather jacket and the helmet and the gloves and all that stuff but um i started looking at jeans and i saw a lot of brands and mainly nothing that looked very good but here in LA, there's this huge custom, like this salvage jeans movement, this raw denim jeans movement that I was kind of getting into. And I, you know, get a nice pair of jeans for two, three hundred bucks that was like this great salvage denim. And, uh, and, and, you know, then what really happened, boys, if you want to know the truth, I, uh, I went and got my wife pregnant. Oh, uh, well, how'd you do that? <laughs> yeah, do we have that to have happen? that talk? <laughs> we went down to Mexico. We went down to Mexico. Wouldn't you know? Oh, oh so you're blaming okay. the Mexicans. That's racist, man. Uh, that's you, you very know, racist. Very racist. You know? you're blaming the Mexicans. Uh, but, uh, See, they no, built the wall too late. <laughs> yeah. Right? I uh, so I go hey. You know, I, I'm a, a freelance writer in L.A. I need something that's going to be a little more steady work. And I'm going, if I had to do anything as a, you know, if if I had to do anything as a day job, I wouldn't kill myself if I was working in the motorcycle world, making making gear that made people safer on the road, letting me ride a little bit for that's fun. Awesome. Yeah. You know, and so I said, Let's throw a Hail Mary. We did a Kickstarter to kick it off. Oh, really? And cool. Yeah, we started with a Kickstarter. Had We literally had, like, almost no money to put into this. My wife wasn't – my wife, beautiful, super supportive, and, and she's like, you want to do motorcycle jeans? Okay. But there wasn't a lot of money to put into it, so I spent – uh, like three grand on prototypes and, and stuff like that, and we said – we couldn't afford a uh, couldn't afford a crash dummy, so I was the dummy. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then and we launched on Kickstarter, and and God bless the community. Like we got a lot of people. Just I love this. I love what you're doing. I love this stylish take on on motorcycle fashion. I've been looking for something like this. We got a lot of people to pre-order jeans and. We raised. We were in the top one percent of Kickstarter's launched at that point, mm-hmm. and uh, period. You know, and, and we, you know, and we we started a company. So it's you know, and it's been growing ever since. That was a, that was a, more than two years ago. Wow, that's Dude. great, man. I so now you have to explain how you came up with the name Tobacco Motorwear. Okay, so it came to me in a dream. <laughs> no, you did not. Did it really? I'm not lying to you. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. So we're thinking of names. And like 10 years ago in Vegas, I'd seen a jacket in Caesar's Palace, a leather jacket, this gorgeous leather jacket. And the the color of the jacket on the tag yeah. 
said tobacco. And it was one of like, it was a limited edition. It was like $4,000. No, I didn't buy it. What? But it was like, yeah, it was like, uh, it was one of 10 in the world. And the color was tobacco, which that color exists. But I just rem- I was like, oh my gosh, like, that should be the name of this jacket. Like, you know, <laughs> like this is, that's a go- that what a great name for a, leather, a jacket company. Or, you know, and I was just like, that's a great name. And, and as a writer typing on the typewriter, you know, all these things get stuck in your head. And then uh, we're trying to name this company. And I dream of that jacket, kind of access that memory in a dream. And woke up and, and go, hey, what do you guys think of this tobacco? And we go, yeah, let's call it Tobacco Motorwear Company. And Beautiful. Uh, that's how it came up. And then, and it just, it continues to be, to, to pay. I mean, we had everybody telling us, don't name your, don't <laughs> name your tobacco. Come on, my mom. My dad. <laughs> like, oh, what are you thinking? Name your company tobacco. Like, and, and everybody's saying, dude, there's so much negative connotation with it. But, I mean, we've had so many people tell us how much they love the name. I think and it's great. And, and, and then we learned that, like, Native Americans use tobacco as, uh, as a cure for cuts and bruises. And lo and behold, our genes are the prevention for the same See? thing. So, so it just keeps making more sense. Mm, gods have spoken. <laughs> exactly. So now you said you were in uh, Utah originally. But then you yeah. brought the whole operation to L.A. Now, was that was that a decision of demographics or proximity to good riding? So, so no, no. The, the operation started in L.A. I'd already come out to L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I grew up in Utah, uh, started riding in Utah. But, um, I mean, I don't think I could have started it in any other city because it literally was a, it's a situation where I went, you know what, I bet I could make some stylish uh, Kevlar line jeans and and in LA there's this area called the fashion district and you go downtown and there's a million shops with all sorts of fabric right. so I start walking in these shops and I'm going I'm looking for Kevlar and people are like what Kevlar <laughs> you making a vest but, yeah no nobody even nobody knew what I was talking about and they're like I'm like it's really strong and like you don't cut it and they're like no no we don't have that but I was able to find selvage denim, and selvage denim, for those who don't know, is like raw. It's really this this premium denim that you know lasts really long and fades beautifully, and it's kind of denim made in the old school, the way denim was made when it was like serious workwear, not right. just like oh, I buy it at the Gap. So this is called so selvage. It's called selvage denim. Selvage, selvage, which is it's an abbreviation of self edge. So rather than like modern dem- denim that's woven on a loom that's like 60 inches wide this is usually about 30 32 inches wide is the is the fabric roll okay and the edge is this tightly woven edge that indicates it's called self-edged or selvage and that just indicates that this is the higher cool. level tighter weave okay usually denim and so it's called selvage denim, and uh, there's kind of a, a movement, and, and there's been for the last few years, there's this movement for raw selvage denim that instead of buying 10 pairs of Gap 
you buy one pair of jeans, you wear it every single day, you wash it only when it's stinky, and <laughs> they become beautiful. But, you know, then it was still a process, and I just started Googling and going, like, who, how can I find Kevlar? And I found some places, and before I knew it, I had samples showing up in my uh, in my apartment in L.A., and I'm going, I have now – and so I go, okay, how do I, how do I turn this into jeans? I know what I want them to look like. Cause I, I, you know, I, I'm kind of a connoisseur of denim, but I, I don't know who's going to sell it. And I took them to a bunch of different factories and a lot of people told me to take a hike. And there was a factory that was like, um, well, you know, we'll think about it and, and may we'll help you. And, and I paid him to start making those, you know, the, the different, uh, samples just mm-hmm. kind of like, well, and now we need to change this and now we need to change this. And after a while they're like, Hey, you can't make it. We're not. And I was paying them for that. And they raised the price. They doubled the price for those samples on me. Oh boy. And, and I was like, okay, it's a good thing. Those were my last samples I needed. And I uh, and they're like, we're not going to do any more. We don't think you'll ever order any jeans. And it was like, okay, jerk. <laughs> wow. Uh, and uh, but I had the samples that I needed to go and take the pictures and do that that drag test. Mm-hmm. And so I went and did that, and then we did our our um, Kickstarter. And I walked into the same factory two months later with an order of eight hundred pair. Wow. And they. they were just, I mean, they were just, oh, okay. (laughs) Did they change the price back again? Oh, they they were like, what do we need to do to have your business? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now they want to kiss your ass now, right? Yeah, typical. They literally said, where do we need to come in on these jeans to to have? Because I I left them. That's where I wanted to get them made. It was really the best place. These guys do amazing work. But I went back to all the factories that had told me no. And I said, "Hey, I'm ready to order 800 jeans. What price can you give me?" Right. And they all they all bid it out, and they all you know wanted the business. And then I went back to the one that I really wanted to go to, and I had comparables and bids from other people. And they said, "Okay, what do we got to do to get you in?" And we made a deal, and it's it's been a really good relationship. I can I walk into that place when they're making my stuff. I I watch. I know the people who are making it. I, I inspect stuff and they let me walk in there like I own place and it's it's just a beautiful thing and, and it's a real partnership and, and you know they do awesome work and, and you know and, and they love our products. Well, you know, you know you talk about the um the 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 jeans, but what about the Kevlar part of it? How does that integrate with the? How did that get involved? So, the cool thing about well first of all kevlar has long been used in protection right and and in motorcycle stuff specifically um the uh the because kevlar is is a super strong fiber that's woven into fabric and then it's it's resistant to heat puncture and abrasion so if you go down on your bike or your bike lands on you or you're sliding along the road or, or something like that Kevlar is going to keep uh, your skin on your butt instead of on the road, right? right? So, I mean, so it made sense. The problem is so much 
Kevlar is really, really pretty expensive. And so what you'd have is these, these gene manufacturers going like, well, nobody's going to pay, uh, you know, nobody's, I got to make, I got to use as little of this as possible. And I still see this and stuff is you'll, you'll find a pair of jeans and they'll have a seam about halfway down your thigh and about halfway up your shin. And right in that area over your knee, that's where you have a little patch of Kevlar. And then you have a little patch of Kevlar just covering your butt cheeks and, and it's, you know, it's not a lot of coverage. And, and then the denim, it looks like they're buying it out of China. And it looks like you're wearing, you're buying Kirkland brand jeans from Costco or something. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's the quality stuff Just right there. No style. And it's, it's like, I think, you know, I thought, I think there are stylish people who would prefer to be protected, yeah. you know, rather than. You know, I mean, I think there's a place for that demographic. There's a lot of people who don't care how they look as as when they're riding and and or it just in life in general. You know, they yeah. just like give a shit, and um and that's fine too. And it's not like I'm I'm Mister Gel in his hair or anything like that. But I got my style, <laughs> and you know, I, I'll I'll wear cologne once a week, but. Um, <laughs> you know, but like, uh, you know, so I, I was like, I think we can make something that's really cool, that looks really good, that will last a long time. Um, and and so the Kevlar is integrated into all the seams that you have in your jeans anyway. So you can't tell. And in fact, I get I get compliments on my jeans constantly from people who don't even ride, walk, you know, going around to L.A. and I'm taking a meeting and somebody's like, those are especially after you start to break them in, they really get gorgeous. But people think they're, you know, gorgeous high end jeans. I'm got, yeah, these are lined with Kevlar. What? Like, are they bulletproof? And then they're asking all, (laughs) but uh, you know, I go, I made them. They're like, no way. What's that? you know, um, but, uh, you know, the whole idea behind these jeans is if you subscribe to that, I'm going to wear one pair of jeans. I'm going to own one or two pairs of jeans instead of, 10 pairs of jeans and th- that gene has to be kind of a classic. You have to get, be able to get away with wearing it every single day. Well, give me an example. So, I've been a 501 guy all my life. Yeah. And I, yeah. usually a pair of 501s will last right. me about a year, maybe a year. And then by that time, it's got rips in the knees. It's got rips on the butt. It's got rips in the crotches. And then it becomes yard jeans. So, you know, and then again, and you're talking, I mean, for your average pair of jeans, you're talking almost 70 bucks, which for a pair of jeans to wear out in a year. No, that's unacceptable. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it depends if you're wearing that pair of five on ones. I mean, you got to remember even Levi's and I, I really respect Levi's as a brand, but even Levi's, they, everybody moved to this you know, and we've done this in so many aspects of, of, you know, the products we create, but everybody moved to this garbage. Let's get them to buy more of it. What good does it do to make a great pair of jeans and sell it? And then he's not a customer for a year, you know? So let's get, let's make a pair of jeans that blows out quick. And then he's back to buy another one later on down the road. And, 
you know, look, if, if you wear jeans like I do and you wear them every day and they get dirty, you, you kneel in your garage, you're getting dirt in, in that fiber of that denim Mm -hmm. and that dirt acts like little knives. That's, that's wearing away that cotton and you're going to, you know, but if you get quality denim, that's tighter woven, that's heavier duty, it's going to last longer. You take care of it. It's going to be the most beautiful, best fitting pair of jeans you've ever worn. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, I started experimenting with raw denim long before I started tobacco motorwear. It was just kind of this odd, odd obsession. Like my wife would come in and she's like, what are you looking at on your computer? Usually you're like, Oh no. Um, but no, <laughs> <laughs> it's porn. It's <laughs> denim porn is what you're like. Yeah, it's denim porn. And, and <laughs> I'd be like, I'm looking at denim and she's like, like jeans, you got enough jeans. No, 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 I'm not looking at jeans. I'm looking at denim. And so I was just, I had this weird fascination because I had a, I bought a pair of raw denim and I was really loving how over time they were, not only were they fading to, to the way I wore them to look unique, but they were actually fitting better and better. And I'm like, what, why, why does that even happen? So I'm diving into that. And the whole time I'm riding motorcycles, you know, in this one layer gene and look even the strongest gene when you go down on a road it blows through like paper yeah like yeah. oh i know chris knows all about that i know all yeah. about that yeah so so the whole thing with the kevlar was let's put in a layer and we formulated this kevlar really specifically um we i saw what was out there and some of it it depends on the brand but you can find Yes, it is Kevlar, but it's also thin. So I, I went with a different weave and a different weight, mm-hmm. and so I did a, a weave that is an. It's actually a knit. It feels like a, almost a t-shirt material, but it's breathe. So it's breathable. It's as breathable as any Kevlar you're going to find, but it's also thicker and like it's got more weight to it than a lot of Kevlar that's out there in quote unquote Kevlar jeans. And so it's offering you a lot of protection. We designed the the pattern of how it fits into the jeans. So there's actually no Kevlar right in your your uh, scrotal area. <laughs> you can say ball sack. It's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, you take some, you, you can feel a draft and air it out and you're not freaking sweating your balls off. Um, literally. literally. <laughs> I, yeah. Cause I'm gone. I, I want to be able to wear these everywhere I go, you know, anywhere I go every single day if I want to. Right. Right. Are they, are they, are they heavier than regular jeans? Yeah. Oh yeah. Denim's heavier than regular jeans. And then you got a layer of Kevlar uh, that goes from your waist past your shins so your whole front thigh and your whole back all the way down to just above your knee is all lined so so they're they're definitely heavier um but they you know you get used to that and and they're they're very wearable i I mean like i say i wear them every day well let me ask you this question with all of the different manufacturers of kevlar jeans what sets you guys apart from guys like Scorpion, Danny's, Alpine Stars, and Draco, and uh, Joe Rocket, and all that? I think a lot of of the brands you're talking about start with this motorhead kind of style, and I start with 501s, and I go, let's make the kick-ass pair of jeans 
that looks like a pair of jeans you would buy. And, you know, I'm not hating on it. I'm not here to hate on any brands, but like a lot of moto gear starts with, let's put a bunch of old English text logos on it. Let's, let's throw a bunch of, you know, let's, let's have this crazy, like, I like Dionysi stuff. I like, I think their, their, their track leathers are great and, and stuff. Their jeans have the Diablo logo on the back pocket. And I don't need to be walking around with this Diablo logo. Like I want a jean that looks like a 501, you know? And, and so we went, we start with style and then we went with salvage denim. Nobody else has, a denim that's going to wear like that and really make it something. I mean, we got plenty of people who are saying, I wear your jeans when I'm not riding because they've just instantly became the best jean I own. That's great. That's what, it, that's what, I mean, me, yeah. me personally, I, w- I want, I want jeans like that. I just don't yeah, want to, yeah. you know, ride, you know, ride with them. I want to wear them every fucking day. And, and it's because, I mean, especially in the summertime, do you, can you always plan when you're going to ride? Yeah, right. Exactly. If your buddy calls you up or you go, oh, my gosh, it's a great day. I was going to take the truck. But actually, you know what? I think I'm going to ride. No, (laughs) because then I got to go inside and put on my Dionysus. And then, you know, and I'd rather just be able to go, oh, hell yeah, let me jump on the bike. Or if my buddy calls me up or if I'm at work and and somebody comes up and is like, dude, I just picked up this bike. Do you want to take it for a spin? Sure. Get, let me take your helmet and jacket, and I'm a, I'm already in my jeans. And that's happened to me. You know, I mean, all of those scenarios have happened to me, mm-hmm. and it's just cool to know, like, oh, you're okay. You're like you're set on the bottom part, and you know, and that's the part that nobody really thinks about. And the thing with the styles, and and we're growing all the time, but you know, like we wanted to start with a style that we already want to wear because on some level if you're not looking good you're just not even though you got the safe stuff you know whether it's chaps or whatever you got if it's not if if you're like eh, i don't want to wear it because i don't love how i look in it so that right. i think is the biggest difference is we go with classic it's american style I mean, Alpine Star, all the ones you name, those are European cuts. Yeah. Oh, really? Our- See, that's bad. I mean, for us American dudes who generally have fat asses and, you know, long seams, <laughs> you know, we, we, we want that American ass fit, you know, so, yeah. and, that's, and that's where the European cut doesn't work. That's tobacco's whole thing, is we're an American company, we're made in America, we make American jeans, and if you want to wear them in Europe... By all means, you know, <laughs> anywhere in the world, and we've sold on you know everywhere but Antarctica. But um, <laughs> for now, yeah, fun for question. Now. Uh, what uh, what caliber can the uh, jeans take? <laughs> you know what's funny, dude? We were just out last weekend. We were camping in Joshua Tree. We took a, a an old pair, and we had a, a couple of different guns with us. We were going to shoot them. Oh, uh, really? But, Why didn't but, you? Because where we wound up staying, it's a funny story. We we were going out, and it's like there's Joshua Tree, the the national park, which yeah, you're yeah. not going to be able to shoot guns there. So we're like, oh, can we find some place that isn't the national park? And and a buddy of ours organized set this thing up, and he's got, oh, this guy Garth out there, and uh, by Joshua Tree, he's got like 136 acres, he's got a ton of room. We're like, great, take the guns, take the bikes. We all rode out. I mean, there was a truck going along too, but um. 
and we get there and it's it's essentially a hippie commune oh. i loved it dude it was so fun it was is just a different weekend than i'd imagined man so uh you know the guns just stayed in the truck oh, oh. See, now you're gonna have to when you do that you're gonna have to yeah. let me know and you, we gotta have you back on the show and you gotta tell us what you did we want to okay, know. And I, I want to make this clear because, and we have this in our disclaimer. <laughs> okay. There, there is Kevlar in some bulletproof vests, and I asked the Kevlar people, and the type, the weave we did is not the bulletproof weave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remember when I said it was breathable? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Okay. So, so if it lets air through, you know, I, I, so I don't know. The truth is, I don't know. Like, if, if, like, and that's why we were like, hey, let's take some. But you some are, cu- you are curious though. I'm yeah. curious. Yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking that I'm going a rifle is going to go through it, no problem. And even Kevlar vests, um, a lot of Kevlar vests. I mean, rifle fire. I mean, sadly enough, we have too many people that know this, but like, you know. That stuff is only armor for so much, and there's armor-piercing rounds. And yeah, things. yeah. But, um, but handguns are a little less powerful, and, you know, I wonder, like, would it stand up for two of 22? Would it <laughs> That'd up? be pretty funny if you, they did, though. You're going to have to. Badass, bro. <laughs> you'd, have, if, you'd have bulletproof pants, jeans. You know, what if? what about if it's a hollow point and just spreads out? Is that uh, gonna be- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, just for just for shits and yeah, giggles. Yeah, because you never know yeah. when you're going to go down on oh, your yeah. bike and then somebody's going to run up oh, and yeah, shoot you. Our disclaimer, <laughs> our disclaimer specifically says, don't go telling your buddies you have bulletproof pants. Yeah, right, right, right. In the left. Just for These shits and giggles. I'll tell you what. Just for shits and giggles, yeah, so. you, you need to go to like an, like an armory where the military yeah. is and just say, look, next time you're out to range, take these jeans and shoot him with your tank, just to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, just to see. Yeah, just to see. So now you, you, you'd also offer these Kevlar lined riding shirts as well. Yeah, I like yeah, those. I, I really like that. The pants and the shirts look great. You know, let me tell you I something. Because really like there are look. there are days here where you know, like you you want to get out. You want to just look. You you just want to walk out the door, jump on a bike, and go. But you know, yeah. you don't want to ride without gear. Now, sometimes yeah. like here, it's the weather's just right. It's perfect for a shirt and jeans, but then you go, crap, I got to put my jacket on. And now you're, you're a little less comfortable than you were before. Yeah. So now so, yeah. tell us about these, uh, these uh, shirts you're selling there. Yeah. They're called the California riding shirt. And that's exactly how I feel. You know, I, I started, I didn't start wearing like my first helmet was a thrift shop, 1970s job. Like, it was not, it was a brain bucket at best, but, um, Chris, <laughs> but, you know, but I've evolved into where I, I like to be more protected, but in California, especially, I mean, in the summertime, but, but I mean, Hey guys, in the, in the wintertime too, <laughs> um, California it, winter. Yeah. California winters are warm boys. Um, but you know, it was just like I've seen riding shirts, and the truth is, I have these jeans, and I bought a riding shirt from a company that I won't name, but uh, it it frankly sucked as far as like I don't want to, yeah, I don't. This is dorky. Like I, I didn't like <laughs> I didn't like the feel, and and it had a tiny little Kevlar patch over your elbow, a tiny tiny little Kevlar patch over your shoulder. That was all. 
And, and I was like, what? And I was like, I would, I would happily pay more for more coverage. So I bought a really expensive, uh, plaid riding shirt from another company out of Europe. And, and the thing was worse than the other one. Oh, it wow. was, it, it had Velcro closures. <laughs> what? Velcro. Sewn on. Velcro? Yeah, it was Velcro closures that weren't sewn on. It had, you know, there's like, there's a certain spacing on it. There were things that maybe only I would notice, but there's like, they, it had button closures, but it also had Velcro closures on like the pockets and on the cuffs and that's things dope. that were like cheap, that's, cheap Velcro. That, that's stupid. And then, then the, it had like too few buttons. It had like four buttons up the whole front of the shirt. Really? That's and horrible. It like too few. And, and, and then it had the lining inside was all ripped. And, and it was, and this was new. And I, you know what? I kept it because someday. I'm going to make it, you know, I'm not about taking down other brands, so I don't think I'm going to do it be like this. Sucking. <laughs> but like, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, what, what would a riding shirt that I, I want to ride in look like? And we took a kind of a long time coming out with it. And I got this great, so it, it's, it's an overshirt. You're not going to wear this against your skin. You're going to have a, a, a t-shirt, but it's, it's a step down from, a leather jacket. It's a lot, hell of a lot more breathable than a leather jacket. It's got Kevlar over your elbow, all the way down your forearm. And then it's got a big patch covering your shoulder and it connects to a big patch covering your upper back. And it's lined with bandana fabric. And it's got these, these, um, sweat kind of wicking athletic, um, linings leaves. So it keeps you cool. And then the canvas is this rustic, hard-ass canvas, but canvas itself is extremely breathable. So, I mean, I won't even walk night. At night, I was walk. I won't walk my dog because it gets too cold. So, it really, is like, it, it's a cool. It's it's to keep you cool, and um, but you know, it gives you a little more protection from the wind. Yeah. Uh, you know, for those night rides, and it and it during the day, it's. You know, it's obviously another layer over your T-shirt, but it's a layer of protection. Yeah. And it's, you're, using, you know, you're using nice size buttons too. You're, yeah, the good design of the shirt. The shirt looks really cool. The 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 shirt was based on a work shirt that I'd had for years. It's great. Um, and and if it's everywhere we go, I mean, the jeans look like normal jeans, right? Yeah, they, they look. They're great. They break in as they break in you'll get compliments because they'll just look like, I mean, all those fades that people try to put when you buy a pair of jeans, that's pre faded. Yeah. You know, they all, they look so phony when you fade your own jeans out, yeah. they look really good and you know, you'll get those compliments. Well, but that reminds me years ago, everywhere. Well, like years ago when five Oh ones first came out, their thing was shrink to fit. That was their first. Yeah. That's when they first came out with the five hundred ones, and that's what it is. You'd wear yeah. them. You wouldn't wash them. You would just wear them, and they would they would feel great. But now, yeah, they pre shrink them all, and yep. they've pre fade them all, and they wear out even faster. Anytime you anytime you wash jeans, and and especially factory washes, anytime there that you go, oh, I kind of like this fade. It's kind of white in the front. They're literally wearing out the fabric of that jean. Wow. They're using, they're using acid. They're using 
these these detergents take the dye out of it but they're literally wearing out that fabric and again the goal is you know and, and I'm, i know you've had this happen where you go home and it's looking good and after the first wash you're like these things look like shit <laughs> yep. i yeah. can't again yeah. And and they're literally that's what they're doing. And even your high end, really high end, like your thousand dollar fashion jeans and stuff. Who I wears mean, those? People who, and dude, I don't. But like <laughs> around around LA, you got people who wear those. And and when when you when you're wearing out those jeans, when they're they're distressing those jeans, unless they're throwing paint on them which I'm not sure whether it, you know, I don't, I don't know what harm the paint actually is doing to the, the construction of the gene itself, but anytime they're washing them and introducing something into them to remove dye, to remove, you know, to, to create those fades, they're sanding them. They're literally sanding them. I've been to the places I've seen the people doing it and it's breaking down that gene for you where it start with a raw fabric and yes, every you know all the dirt. Anytime when you're wiping your hands on your jeans, you're taking the dye off yourself. But it's a much slower process. Mm-hmm. Your jeans will last a lot longer. They'll be a hundred percent unique to you. And then you you don't wash them for like six months. Then you pop them in the wash. You throw them on ninety percent dry. You do a couple of squats in them, or you go for a ride, and those things will dry and shape to your body they'll fit like nothing you've ever had all right and i have to ask you the, i first learned of tobacco motor wear i was on facebook as idiots mm-hmm. usually are and i saw this video of a dude being dragged behind a motorcycle wearing a pair of these jeans now <laughs> please tell me this isn't how you test your jeans well, if you can come up with a better way, I'll... <laughs> exactly. I think so, what no, he did well, was perfect. So you, could, you you couldn't put him on a sandbag and pull him. <laughs> no. Yeah, Dude, defeats the purpose. I, I it's not mean, the ground. Yeah, I was I was honestly like not gonna put my name and put a company together unless I felt like these could last through a wreck. Well, so who was the guinea pig for that? That was me. No, no way, really. Say, <laughs> so, here, I want you to drag me behind your motorcycle. Really, you know, I, you, I want you to drag me behind this motorcycle. Were you at least yeah, apprehensive got- at all about that? Oh yeah, <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a thing where like we were we were going to shoot it, we were going to shoot the video, so I knew I had to do this, and I I had faith in what we'd put together, and so. I was, I was like, is this going to hurt my butt? Like, is it going to, you know, I, I wasn't too worried about the Kevlar ripping through. I just wondered, if, am I going to get like jammed or bruised or something like that? But it was uh, actually quite a pleasant experience. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's one of the things I, was, I thought uh, of earlier. My new, my new thing. No, um, uh, it, 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 they overperformed. They like, and then after we dragged three times um, on the butt, and I and then I turned over and I dragged on my front, and I let them drag me that way too. And and they over, I mean, they were everybody was like pretty on that shoe. I mean, the denim blows out right away. Yeah, 
Yeah, you um, showed that, right? Didn't I, you just wear regular pants first? No, the, I, I wore – it showed – I only – no, I, I wasn't going to wear regular pants. I thought you show an example of both. Uh, what it shows in the video is, like, it shows me drag, right. and then I didn't go – I think the first drag, like, a chicken out, and I let go kind of early because I started to wobble, and I didn't want to, like, roll. And so it wasn't as far as I wanted. And so the second drag was a lot farther, and then the third drag was as far as the second drag as well. Wow. <laughs> now, did you feel any heat? I'm sure you felt heat. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that you, you start to feel the heat, and that's why I let go when I did uh, on those second two drags, is you're like, ooh, this is getting a little bit warm. Um, but, uh, you know, there was no mark. There was no burn. There was no... Uh, you know, no problem. Everybody was stoked on them. And then I went back to the factory and I said, and, and I actually, for, for the, cause that was with the sample fabric they sent. Yeah. And so I actually like increased the density of the Kevlar itself to, to even improve the performance uh, from then on. Cause like I say, I mean, most important to me was like, I don't want to put out a shit product. There's no, there's no point. And so I really wanted to, to stand behind. So, well, hold it. You turned him down. Can you hear me? You turned him down. Hold yeah. On. Okay. Volume off on the video. It's not me. Hold on a second. Hold on. Stop. It wasn't here. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> we're playing. Oh, no you're playing. Yeah, we're so, playing your video. We were just playing your video, and uh, we got a little out of. Oh control. yeah, yeah. That's that's where I know that song. Um, <laughs> I thought I was about to start watching poor dude. You I said you said that's Kevlar, not my butt. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like same thing with our our riding shirt too. Like we just feel like we want to put something out that like is going to be something that's going to last a long time. You're going to be really proud of. We're going to be proud of it. And yeah. we've had, we've had, we've had a lot of, uh, not a lot, thank goodness, but we've had quite a few people send us pictures of their jeans after they went down. One, one dude that's on a stunt team and, and uh, straight up uh, San Jose, mm-hmm. we sent him these jeans and he's riding a wheelie and, and coming, trying to, like come off of it and just pulls pulls back too far mm-hmm. and uh and dumps it and he goes down on his knees and you know sent us the picture he's like hey your jeans really work and he was stoked and and um you know the denim's blown out but the kevlar holds up and and he doesn't lose any skin and he's happy yeah and then we've had guys go down in every sort of circumstance and and they send us pictures and they go hey dude i was so happy i was wearing your jeans man now, it, do, you, do you have a crash replacement policy? We're rolling that out. <laughs> oh, you're so good. This, there you go. This might as well be the first uh, place. We, we're uh, we're what? Well, we're 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 trying to decide exactly how to do it. Um, but basically, what we're gonna that that's essentially the essence of of what it's gonna be is if you know if we want you protected if you go down in the jeans we're gonna hook you up with another pair of jeans and there's gonna be there's gonna be details and stuff like that on the website when it rolls out but but you know we feel like um we'd rather have you protected we don't want guys going in 
Yeah. You know, I'll go back out there, you know, when we want them safe. That's All smart. Right. Good. Now, listen, as far as it goes for – now, uh, this is going to sound stupid, but with regards to the difference between the men's and the women's genes, I mean, I, yeah. I, with, I, ex, ex, you know, eliminating the obvious differences, uh, is there any difference in the construction of the genes between men and women's genes? The women's genes aren't salvage. So salvage is – it's really hard to find uh, stretch salvage. And women really care about stretch because they want it to hug their curves. No. Uh, <laughs> some can't we, do. Can't we hug their curves? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you want to be able to see those curves, right? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. You want to be – so women want to be – they don't want to be indistinguishable from men on the road. And so we had to find a really premium denim that also had some stretch in it, and, and that was a huge ordeal. Yeah. Because most women's jeans, I mean, if you think about men's jeans, manufacturers know women shop a lot more. And so women's jeans, if you know, we talk about jeans that look crappy after the second wear. Women's jeans are almost designed to start falling apart as soon as they come home from the store. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it was. It was yeah, it was it was hard and and we tested I I want to say eleven fabrics for for what we were looking for before Did we. Did you found drag it. your wife in her her jeans? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, we were about making kids tobaccos, tobaccos for kids, and dragging my. Kids. <laughs> yeah, I want to see a family, that. A family drag. So, we we did we dragged a, a we dragged a friend of ours though. Did you guys see that video with a woman? No, no, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You gotta look it up on our our, our YouTube channel. Probably has it there. We we have uh, a few uh, cuts of of basically that video. But there's a a woman that uh, that's that we dragged her in the LA River. It's actually freaking sweet. She hung on like a trooper, and she did three drags as well. And and no problem. So th- other than that, the construction and coverage is basically the same. Um, yeah. Uh, let me think. Uh, here we yeah, go. Here's the video. I got it. It's a skinny jean, though. It's a skinny jean. Okay. And so we're going to be dragging the woman behind the bike. This is pretty cool. Wow. Now, do we, does she volunteer to say, I'll, I'll drag yeah. me? No. You, know, you asked her to? No, she volunteered. She came to us, and she's like, hey. If you do a women's gene, I'll drag. <laughs> and we're like, okay, you know, and and you know, we got we made sure to sign a waiver. Of course, but uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And she got dragged by a friend of hers. So for the women's genes, and the thing is, you know, women's genes are tough because so many different body styles as compared to compared to men mm-hmm. but we made like this wide range of sizes so we go from like twiggy little girls to to your curvy you know um plus sizes in women's jeans so like we tried to cover that range <laughs> so who, who, so who curvy who, plus size yeah curve, well, there you go. So, so who was the woman well, that, that so, you guys dragged who was that what i'm saying if you got your uh her name's holly she's with the uh lady tramps on instagram but um and, and she's a freaking trooper for sure but she she and she rides like a honda 550 like an old 70s cb 550 
Yeah. And so she, she's a real rider. And, um, yeah. All your jeans are boot cut? No. So the, the, the men's jean is a straight, slim cut. So it's, it's a lot like the 501. Uh, and then the women's jean is a skinny jean. It's like a tight, skinny right. jean. Okay. Wow. That's Very really good. cool stuff. Wow. So that's how you test your product. You drag people behind your motorcycles. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we do it old school. Hey, are you guys going to be making, getting into jackets and boots in the future? Uh, so, yeah, jackets is, is coming on. Um, right. You know, we, we obviously just launched the California riding shirt. There's some other stuff we have uh, slated actually before that. Um, and, you know, we'll – as that stuff develops, we'll be keeping you guys in touch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, jackets and, and I think boots and gloves and all those, ex- all those things are things we want to get into. Um, we're, we're lean, you know, we're a, we're a small startup and, um, we're bootstrapped, you know, we're, we're doing it at old school and it's fun, man. It's like, you know, every little decision is, 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 affecting it but we get to know our customers and like you know people come over and they throw on jeans and hang out with us and and it's a cool little scene over here and all right you know we want we want to keep growing it like that well tell us about well tell us about your your team how many people do you have in your uh, in your group and uh, how big is your your factory so the factory is again like i found a denim manufacturer that does it for all these big brands american made really nice stuff and you know they're they're on our team because they're our partner in the, in that um in the creation of those things but they're not our employees right okay, so good. we we found you know these are craftsmen these are people who do this all the time and our team is is myself and my partner we have uh, a friend of ours doing um the fulfillment and the customer service as well and we have a little social media squad of about three people that are like help us out as well um, as needed. But I mean, it is it is trim. In fact, recently we were in this kind of like featured by Microsoft. Had us. I don't know if that's a big deal or not, but Microsoft yeah. did this ebook ten under ten which was 10 companies under 10 employees. And they talked about what we were doing and stuff. But I mean, you know, we're small and, uh, you know, itching to grow and, and goals to grow and, and become more of a household name. But right now we, we have a kind of a cult status. If you've, if you've heard of tobacco, where you're uh, tobacco motor, where you're definitely, you know, into motorcycles, you know, you're, you're deep. Yeah. Are you going to uh, be bringing your stuff into uh, these motorcycle events? We've done some events out here, and we've done, um, and we're in a few shops too. We're in like Revival Cycles that that um, down in Austin, and we're we're in Monroe up in San Francisco, and we're in um, we're in Seattle, we're in Vancouver, we're actually in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> really we got to get wow. you over here yeah and, and zurich switzerland and it, <laughs> hey if you guys know of a great shop out there you know um hmm. you, we'd love to be there I, we, we haven't really focused on 
on the retail and we've let them basically come to us and, and if they've found out about us, but it's, uh, it's been mainly online stuff ever since we started and, you know, we'll, we'll just keep growing and, and, you know, it's, it's weird. I started out as a, like I said, a writer and kind of a freelancer, but certainly didn't consider myself an entrepreneur at all, but it's become, you know, it's, it's an interesting road. And, and some people say, Oh, you should get investment, go on shark tank. And then, you know, a lot of people have said growing too fast is one of the worst things you could do and, and a good way to shut yourself down. And we've actually seen, I've seen two or three other companies since our Kickstarter. There was another company out of the UK that launched that had been around for five years, actually. They shut down because uh, they were trying to grow too fast, I think. And then two more people tried to jump on the bandwagon and our, I, I think, you know, you know, and they didn't even fund their Kickstarters didn't even fund, but I mean, we do things, you know, kind of like when we did our Kickstarter and we raised all that money, I told the guys involved, I'm like, you're not going to see anything until we get this stuff out to the customers. This is sacred. So yeah. let's bust our ass. Cause it, you know, cause that that happens on Kickstarter all the time is you'll fund something and you kind of feel like, Oh, I bought it. And then it's a year later and you don't have it. And then right. another six months later, they say, Hey guys, the company went under and that's, dude, I love Kickstarter. I seeing the praises of Kickstarter. We wouldn't be here without Kickstarter, but I wasn't going to be one of those companies where, Oh, I'm going to go and buy a motorcycle cause I deserve it now. And like, I turned almost all the profit from that Kickstarter right back into more inventory and, and, and stuff to build the company. So that's kind of the way we've done things. We've done two successful Kickstarters and then we launched the California riding shirt that same way. We launched California riding shirt off Kickstarter. We did the women's on Kickstarter and every time we do it that way where we go. Yeah. You know what? You got to grow on your own, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and it's like until we, until we're, until our customers can, tr our current customers trust us, and we have amazing, call, I call them builders. We from the first Kickstarter, BLDR, and we said, hey, you're helping us build this company, and it just kind of stuck. And so we call them our customers. We call them builders because they're helping us turn this into a reality, and and it's freaking amazing to me. Mm -hmm. Great, man. You know, so tell us. How can everybody find out about tobacco? Where can they see you? Where can they get your stuff? So check out, I mean, on Instagram, we are Tobacco Motorwear Co. Tobacco Motorwear tobacco Co. Motorwear Co. Yeah, and that's Motorwear with a M-O-T-O-R-W-E-A-R. So Tobacco Motorwear Co. And then on Facebook, we're Tobacco Motorwear Company. Um, and then and then you can, you know, our website is uh, tobaccomotorwear.com. Cool. Very good. Now, so you got me interested. That's can sure. we uh, can we tell our listeners how much your jeans and your stuff goes for? Or do you mind that? Yeah, no, not no. at all. So all right. our our jeans um, are three sixty uh, for the men's jeans and three forty for the women's jeans. 
And then the California riding shirt is uh, $299, $300. It's a nice-looking shirt. Nice. It's, it's I'll really tell you what, it's really, really beautiful products. You know what, Dave? I really yeah. thank you very much for being on the show with us. Yes, great. thank Dave. So uh, st- stick around. Nice. We'll, 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 talk a little, we'll talk a little bit more, but stick around. We're going to finish up our, our thing that we have to do here, okay. and then uh, we'll go on. Yeah. So that's it. Right. Uh, thank you, Dave. Thank you very much for joining thanks, us. Thanks, I appreciate Dave. it. Uh, so some of the things yeah, we yeah. got coming up here on the show, we got the uh, next interview we got coming up, Steve Lita. The editor from uh, American Iron Magazine is going to nice. be joining us. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're going to have him on uh, in the next week. Uh, and plus, the makers of there's a new motorcycle movie coming out. Uh oh. Yeah, it's a new one, and I'm, I doubt if it's going to be one of those, um, you know, uh, the one we went and saw that we hated that was all that big hubbub about. Yes. What was it called again? I can't remember the name. It was a life. It was a good li- one we saw. Yeah, yeah, it was a life worth. Uh, okay, yeah, like, twenty. I just watched Twenty One Days Under the Under the Sun. That was a great. Just watch it, Dave. You ever see that's that? That's a great. Twenty one days under the sun. Did you ever yeah. see it? I think I did. Is that with the kid? No. And no, he's, no. Four dudes uh, on choppers ride west coast, east coast. Oh no, I didn't great see that. I think great, I, great movie. You gotta, gotta, you gotta watch it. You gotta Fantastic. watch it. You gotta see it. It's a great um, movie. Believe it or believe it or not, and I didn't know you guys reviewed the motorcycle movies. We're, oh, yeah. we're we're into that. We're we're a, we have two and I'll so I'll, I'll leak you guys some footage, and you guys can review it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Got, we did we did a ride from from San Diego to Cabo San Lucas and back a couple years ago. We shot the whole thing. Wow! And uh, it's it's a it's a bro trip. It's super <laughs> fun and and like you know it's about half riding and half bunch of dorks. Cool. And, and, <laughs> you know what? That's the best kind of movies, though. You know, you get and. and Dude, it's 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 a good time, and then the then we have one called Builder, and it's a compilation. Via, again, that BLDR, and it's a compilation of um, just different builds, both amateur and professional that we've found, and we've documented guys talking about either bikes they are building or bikes they've built, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's it's kind of that. So, I, like, again, I did stand-up comedy, so everything's a little bit lighthearted at Tobacco, you know? And so Why we don't take anything and we don't take anything too seriously. So Good. I'll have cool. to so, anyway, yeah. so this movie, uh, it's uh, the, A Story Worth Living. That's the other That's motorcycle right, yeah, movie. Right, yeah. If you ever get a chance oh. to go to, to see A Story Worth Living, don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't. Cool. Uh, but this movie is called Where the Road Ends. And what it's about is these four guys are going to ride from Prudhoe Bay, Alaska, all the way down to Tierra de Fuego. They're going to do it on KLR 650s with sidecars. Wow. Wow. An interesting thing about this is that they're also going to pass through the Darien Gap. And the Darien Gap, no roads, no bridges. It's nothing but jungle for 100 miles. They're going to go the whole way with these motorcycles. Wow. So they're documenting the whole thing in a movie. Uh, they haven't announced when it's going to be released yet, but that's the mission. I'm going to have them on uh, for an interview in a, a couple of weeks. Very cool. So, yeah. So have that's they, cool. What's that? Have they shot it already, or did they already do this, or are they going out? Well, I'll tell you it? what. They've got, uh, they've got photographs on their website uh, already. Uh, about this, and I've already been in contact with them. We've had some chit chats about it. Uh, they haven't. I, I assume that they've already f- shot some footage of this already, 
because some of the footage they yeah. have on her, they're in Alaska riding in a snowstorm. So I have to believe that that they actually, uh, actually started. Did you this. ask him? Did they film uh, the whole thing yet? Yeah, he didn't say. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not giving up any information on well, it. Well, they're coming so. right well, past. Maybe, they're coming right past you, Dave. So you maybe you could see them. Yeah, they're going to be coming <laughs> yeah. right. Pa- yeah, they're coming right past you guys. So maybe uh, I could photo bomb it. Yeah. <laughs> Buy my jeans. That'd be perfect. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, what a great way to do that, man! Just hook up with these guys and yeah. throw them four pairs of jeans, and there you go. Yeah, you know? there you go. So they're going to yeah. start. They're starting 250 miles north of the Arctic Circle. Wow, they're yeah. going all That's the way down. Cold, talk about cold shit. That's cold shit, man. <laughs> Nineteen thousand miles they're doing. Boy, you ain't freezing. How long is it going to take? A year? I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't gotten that far into the conversation with these guys yet, so I have no idea. That's but it's, a serious trip. Ah, uh, man. Uh, yeah, they don't really say. It's, it has to do – they're doing this to raise money for the Lone Survivor Foundation. Uh, there are four U.S. military veterans, and they're going to ride their motorcycles from the Arctic Circle to the tip of South America. That's awesome. And um, they're going to sub-zero temperatures, untamed jungle, uh, the whole thing. So it's Wow. Been, and they're doing it on KLR 650s, you know, so, so that's pretty Why 650s of all time? I don't know. I mean, it's... Well, like, you it's want a, something a little more... Nah, they're probably light and fast. It's a lightweight bike. That's just it. Yeah, but light you want something... But 650, you want maybe an 800, maybe. Yeah, but it's not like... The, it's well, you got to remember now. Cruiser 650. Well, 650 well where's, that, where's, that, where's that picture? Where's that picture? They're they're hoisting... They have... they See, they have photographs on here of some of the things that they've done already, and they're hoisting these things through the jungles. Oh, yeah. I see. They so, want to make it light. So, so they, they need. So I guess yeah, they need it light enough to take that they can do that. Bulky, heavy fucking bike for this goddamn. Trip. Can you imagine yeah, but, these but guys doing this with, with, with BMWs, the twelve GS? Wow. Oh wow. I feel like side car is gonna be gonna it's, be a trick. Yeah, but the way the way you have to see the picture, it's not. It's dismantable. Well, look it up. It turns well, into a look luggage on, thing. More yeah. Than it is look, look. You can go on our website. It's uh, where the road ends. Moto dot com. And you can check this whole thing out. It's pretty interesting. So, um, but that's it. We got some events coming up. Um, briefly, we have um, the uh, was it the Hot Rods and Harleys is coming up on May thirteenth here in uh, in New Jersey. That's a cool little event if you feel like hitting Where's up that, that, that at the at the it's, it's oh, over at yeah. uh, Hannums. That's right, yeah. Hannums Harley Davidson, yeah, yeah. right? That's happening. Uh, we got that, and, and there's just, just a couple of you know cycle gears having their bike nights and stuff like that. But as far as it goes for any ride, we have to talk about our May ride. That's coming up. It's getting close. We have to decide what we're going to do with that. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking we I know we, we briefly talked about going to uh, Orange County Chopper and visiting those guys, and then we also talked about going down to the Cape May Zoo. You like zoos, Dave? Love a good zoo. Yeah. I was just oh, thinking sure. about that today. As soon as it gets nice out, I'm, I'm just going to fucking go. I'm <laughs> just going to go. <laughs> we'll figure something out for our... We, every 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 May, we do an annual motorcycle men group ride. So we'll do something. We'll, we, we still haven't figured out what we're going to do. We might just pick uh, like a diner somewhere in the middle of nowhere. We're going to ride there and that's it. Come back. <laughs> Got to get out to PA more. Yeah, why not? We can do that. Cool. Um, and I've, I don't have anything else, guys. What do you think? Are, you, do we wanna, are, we, are we ready to pull the plug on this episode? Yeah, I'm ready to pass out. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been uh, episode number 84, and we want to thank uh, Oh, ours. before I forget. Before you forget, what? A friend of mine is looking for a GS800. So if you know of anyone really? selling one, let me know. Yeah. He's okay. For, All right. If you know anybody who's selling a, a, B- a BMW GS100. 800. 800. Good, right. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe there's somebody. You know, and of course, if somebody's selling one in California, they'll 
Dave, well, will, sh- Dave will ship it out, I'll right? Let Dave? Him know. Okay. I'll <laughs> dig one up. Dig one up. Um, I'll, a couple things. Couple things. First of all, I've decided to discontinue my subscription to Rider Magazine. Why? Uh, you know, um, we're cruiser guys, and Rider Magazine really doesn't. <laughs> Rider Magazine really doesn't offer. It, it's mostly your sport bike, street bike guys, and really does not really offer me anything. But I think I'm going to do. I'm, I'm I'm considering the American Iron Magazine, and I'm also get ready for this. Chris, you're going to like this. I'm considering putting my Screaming Eagle two pipes back on the bike. Yeah, you know what? You know what it is? Because the more I think about it, I, I, I hear lives. I Right. And I, I never really subscribe to that loud pipe save live thing. What Fuck do you think of that, Dave? Do you, do you go for that loud pipe save live thing? Uh, yeah, I, you know, it, it depends on what I'm riding. I, I, uh, my Harley's loud and my, my gold wing is as quiet as a church mouse. But, uh, <laughs> but people but hear you, but when the Harley people hear you coming, right? Exactly. Yeah, I people get out of the way and not so much on the wing. <laughs> yes. You know, and and that and that is why because I've is that an electric bike? No, I've, I've heard I've heard way too many and seen so many stories where you know they pulled out and they didn't see him or whatever. But they're gonna if they don't see you, they're gonna hear you. And I'm yeah. thinking like you know. I know, I know. So I'm, I'm, I'm considering putting the, 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 the I was, screaming. I was Eagles. considering putting my uh, Reinhardt's back on, but I don't know. On. I don't know. And your fucking your pipe, your guys' pipes sound make the bike sound good. They weren't fucking obnoxiously loud. My pipes were louder than both of you. No, my my screaming eagles were louder than yours. I think we did. Remember, remember, we did. Got a nice fucking sound. It to does. It. Have, they did have a nice sound to it. Not say no You know, it's funny that you, you were in Rafa this Dave, but uh, I took my Harley in for service one time. And the uh-huh. service guy looks at my bike and he's and it's running. And he goes, "This bike needs to be louder." Yes, it does. Right? <laughs> so when I picked it up, it was louder. And that's because he took the bushings out of the uh, pi- bike pie pads. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I, I may, I'm, I'm seriously considering putting them back. You on. should put them back on. Yeah. So, but anyway, all right. So I ain't got nothing else. I want to thank our sponsors, um, uh, Love Jugs, Love Jugs dot com. Check it. Cool off your uh, V twin. I also want to thank Ciro uh, 3D, our sponsor, uh, who's providing us. So check them out if you want the, the great accessories, um, yes, performance, my bat wings on. and comfort products for your motorcycle. Check out Ciro3D.com. Shock it all. And don't forget LED to check J- J- Shock it all LED lights. That's what you got. And you yep. got the bat wing lights. That's right. And um, I, we're, I think, you know, I got those um, lower fork turn signal Fucking things. But they won't fit on my bike because they're a 2014 touring bike or newer. So if you got to test them out, Dave, have you tried them out yet? I can't. No, I I can't, I can't, huh? No, yeah. So I, I can't use them because they can't fit. On, they won't fit on my bike. So we're gonna probably gonna give them away. So if you have a touring bike, a Harley touring bike, big Harley, this will probably fit, and we can we can give these away. So we'll figure something. But, we, out. but you have to give us a review on them. Too. Yeah, you have to definitely. That's part of it. And uh, so, also check out our other, our other friends, our other podcast friends, Loud Pipes, Throttled, Motorcycles and Misfits. Uh, Motorcycles and Misfits is out in California, by the way, up in Santa Cruz. And also, um, Cafe Racer and Wheel Nerds and those guys. So, uh, and that's it. Very good. Nothing else going on. I feel like I'm forgetting something. No. no uh, yeah. I don't think you are. Dave, you got anything else you want to add before we, we take off? 
No, that's it. Just be safe out there on the road. Ride every day if you can. Yeah, yeah man. That's it. One day. <laughs> Someday soon. When, a, when we get some more. come out on you guys. Yeah. Well, Dave, listen, I want to thank you very much again for being on the podcast. Thanks, Dave. All right, don't don't go anywhere. Why don't chat with the Air Force? All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Right. And, and hey, what, remember, ride like nobody sees you. And Chris? Yeah, keep going straight. I am Ted, wrong way, and I'm here with, with our uh, my sidekicks, uh, Tim Buck 2. <laughs> and, of course, I'm here with Chris the Joker. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. All right, Dave, we're done. Rad. All right. That was a blast. I'm glad you had I'm glad you enjoyed it. You had fun. Good. Uh, we'll probably have this podcast uh, either up tonight or tomorrow. Send me a link when you do. Absolutely. Um, no problem. Yeah. We'll share it on the website and uh, throw it in an email to people or whatever. Sure. We hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. And listen, give me an address um, so that I can, I'm going to send you some stickers, some motorcycle men stickers. All right. Okay. Can I give it to you right now? You want me to email you? Uh, just just, e- just email it to me. It'd be, be the best way. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. We appreciate it, man. Thank you very much for being on. Super fun, guys, anytime, cool. and I'm serious. I'll keep you posted as far as what we're doing. Yeah, no, I'm doing. I'm going to put a link uh, on, on our on our uh, website. I'll put a link to you guys on the website. All right. Oh, cool. Cool. Appreciate it. All right, Dave. All right, take care. Back to you later, guys. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.